All right, we're ready. Oh, sorry. Mm. I felt better about the second one. I have surprisingly bad claps when I do this. Like, There's a way to. Well, you're doing it wrong. First of all, who? Yeah, claps, no, I know. Okay, ready to go. <laughs> uh, if you do it vertical, that's like the best way. How? Well, you just do it. Do it up close to the mic. Oh, I and see. you do it to the camera. So you it do sounds it. like a slate, right? Yeah. It's more of a visual clap. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But don't do that at a concert. You look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't do that anywhere in public. Anywhere. <laughs> All righty. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Vile Files Reality Recap Edition. I'm your host, Nick, joined by the entire household. We got Amanda, we got Genevieve, we got Allie here, Derek, our pop culture correspondent and fiance. No, yeah, that made it sound like enjoy. Derek Baby. was the pop culture correspondent. I would never fiance. take that title. I would <laughs> never take that crown. Don't worry. Uh, Plot and twist. Very, very special guest. Gabby Windy returns Yay! to the Vile Vile. We're happy to have her. Big oh round God, of applause. Everyone <laughs> is super excited. Oh, Kiki is also yeah, super excited. Yeah, Our office dog, Kiki, oh, is I here. I love you, Kiki. A lot going on. I had, Amanda, I'm going to need your help talking about this because I know that you are an advocate. <laughs> for conversations around this topic in, in terms of what is okay to talk about or what not okay to talk about. I feel like it's something that I've been trying to do a lot more like reading education on yeah. all the things but because I feel like that it's something where there's I, a lot of misconceptions. I was told when Natalie got pregnant that something that happens with uh, expecting fathers is they put on sympathy weight and I didn't think much of it. And then over the, I, I've, I've been doing a project, I'm filming a show, can't really talk about it yet. Anyway. Uh, I'm required to wear suits, and you know I haven't really bought a lot of suits. He's the host lately. of The Bachelor, not the host of The Bachelor. <laughs> I have and the I, new Jesse Palmer, <laughs> and I was putting them on, and the, like you know, one felt tight, and I was like, oh, maybe this is like an older suit. I don't know. Every suit I put on, I was like, I am so fucking uncomfortable. In fact, on Friday when I put the suit on, I had to unbutton <laughs> the top part of my pants because I was so uncomfortable driving there, Thanksgiving and then, style. <laughs> yeah, and then I weighed myself. Over the weekend, and I, I haven't weighed myself in I don't know how long. And the results were shocking. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like your own Maury. <laughs> I, but it's a, it's a first for me. And I realized that I really have been indulging in what I apparently took as permission to just eat whatever the fuck I wanted. I think since I got off of Special Forces, I didn't weigh myself, but I'm used to weighing this, like, give or take five pounds. I've kind of always weighed the same. And now I'm a good 25 pounds over 25? that. 25? <laughs> and it's new for me. I don't know. But the I've identified the source of the problem, which is, you know, it's like, do you want a chocolate croissant? I've, or, I'll ask for two. Or I'll have a late night like cereal and fix who? and I'll have a yeah. baby entire box of like uh cocoa pebbles and I've re I've drinking so much more soda you're very anti-soda I just it's not particularly good for you but like sure. I've just I'm saying yes to everything <laughs> that's offered to me because Nick thinks he's also eating for two so you so, know, we're pregnant. <laughs> we're pregnant. We're pregnant. We are giving we're birth. These <laughs> jeans I'm wearing, I bought when I was like getting out of my skinny jean era. It was like my, <laughs> hey, I'm really like, I'm 
I'm gonna go baggy fit now, and these now mother- skinny jeans. <laughs> these motherfuckers are popping at the brim, and I'm just this is a this is a new experience for me. I feel like it's so validating as a woman. I'll say it. <laughs> like I think you know because our weight fluctuates all the time. I mean, it's fall. I've sized up in jeans. I'm like, this is the answer to the problem. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm just going to like keep buying larger jeans. Okay. I don't, <laughs> totally. it's, it, it has been a new experience for me. I woke up and ran this morning. I'm going to run this afternoon. Then Natalie asked me to make chocolate chip pancakes on Sunday after this revelation. And I had to make her chocolate chip pancakes. And I, watch I, her eat them. Yes. You're I like had to. Drooling. I did. Like a dog. He came over <laughs> to try and cut him a bite. And he's like, you know what? No. No, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, can't stop at one. Anyways, I, it's but a whole new thing. Do you feel okay? No. Okay. <laughs> that is, I will say, like to know that I've identified the problem because I, I don't feel my best. I feel more tired and more lethargic. I'm not eating healthy foods. I'm, my sugar intake has drastically ticked up, you know, and increased. And so knowing that I've identified the source of the problem, that I'm gonna try to cut back from. The sugar, basically. Totally. Uh, that's like, all I'm really going to do. Yeah. Maybe I'm, like cut out the fries instead of having two bags of potato chips at every lunch <laughs> like I normally do. I'm just going to not. I feel like, and also from what I have learned, it feels like there's a big push to be like, let's not just use body size as the only metric of health. It is simply like there are so many other data points that are important. And some people are just like in larger bodies. That is a natural part of life. But everyone's still allowed to have opinions and feelings about their okay, own body that's okay. changing. Okay. I wasn't oh, sure. Yeah. I don't. Totally. I think it's like having feelings and opinions and just being like mindful of other people in voicing them kind well, of thing. I just know that my my goal of being a DILF is like I'm going the wrong <laughs> direction. <laughs> declining already. So, <laughs> yeah. so I gotta I've asked Natalie to shame me for the rest of her pregnancy. Oh my god. <laughs> Judge you every bite. Private you take. private shaming. That- I do think that's the worst thing you can do for your body is like associate like <laughs> like food like shame and emotion with eating as opposed to like intuitive eating but um it's the it's the lack of self-discipline it's saying yes to every like you know on these sets of these shows they'll have a they have what are they called craft services services, and it's always fucking junk food and i'm there being like oh my god literally that's me just being like yes and i'll be pocketing some and it's like i know now you're stealing (laughs) it sounds like you have like a lot of other things to reflect on (laughs) (laughs) anyway that's that that was my weekend of 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 a revelation taylor swift oh yeah she didn't go to the game and then travis kelsey got hurt oh Oh, no after he called her his good luck charm (gasps) but he did come back in the game maybe Maybe, he seems okay. I think. Do you he's think okay. Taylor got on a Facetime and then she kind of like Miyagi'd? <laughs> remember the Karate Kid Miyagi type of style, where like maybe he didn't, she didn't do, she wasn't physically there, so she couldn't do the heated hands thing. But maybe she gave him some sort of seance. <laughs> she sang a little song that she wrote about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about his tight end. Maybe. 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 I, I don't think it's a big deal that she didn't go because it's like the New York one, all of her friends are there, like Blake and Ryan. She got to, you know, be with all her pals. Like that makes sense. The home game, that made sense too. She got to like meet the mom and like whatever. Yeah. But this is like. It's Minnesota. It's it's just a random hey. place. <laughs> I don't know a single person from there. <laughs> you can't go to every game. It's no. like a weekly no. occurrence and she doesn't like flying to every game for three hours. I'd be like. She's busy. Like, yes. Yeah, New York literally makes sense. On it's like, like her home court right ish she has a lot of home courts but yeah she does yeah but new york totally made sense but she also missed his birthday what do you mean missed it he had a birthday 
And, uh, and she was there. there. Okay, I'm like, did she say happy birthday? <laughs> Why don't, is she I don't like, know. I'm done with you. That is always so awkward sometimes. An early if birthday? You've been dating, yes, when you've yeah. been dating for like <gasps> for a few weeks. weeks and you're like, so God true. damn, the birthday's coming up. What do we do? How high key do we play it? Right? Yeah. And I feel like the answer is always like, gift that is like thoughtful and referential but ultimately pretty small you know of like a like a joke about something that they said on one of the early dates where you can be like here i got you this thing it's not high key it wasn't too much money but it was like i was listening to you, do you but think- they're both like billionaires so it's yeah. like where do you like draw <laughs> yeah. the line they're like here's just something like a little small it's like ten thousand dollars <laughs> yeah i'm like wait what do we think taylor is uh having input in his uh, game day fits because well, they- travis kelsey has always yeah. been fitted yeah, always. <laughs> you, might... We haven't noticed an uptick at all. It's always. I don't know if you I can only uptick just from where. In. Yeah, from where no. he's. I feel like he was known for his like fashion sense by being kind of out there, like with fashion, or like maybe as a man having more interest in it. And like we we love Taylor. We don't love her for fashion. Very true. I was also yeah, going to say she true. strikes me as, and I mean this as a huge compliment, like a huge fashion enabler. Like I feel like she always errs on the side of like being like encouraging and being like if you feel good in it, that looks fucking awesome. Like, believe, yeah. you know, I don't think she would give some like harsh critical feedback to okay. a partner's look outfits. Yeah. And I think maybe like he was, he went to her and said, I found this 1989 thing. How funny. And she's like, Oh, I love that. Like you should absolutely wear it. But I don't think she's picking out his clothes. Okay. To be fair on his birthday, he was only photographed hanging out in his car in a parking lot. So maybe he told Sketchy her the plan Travis. and she was like, no, thank you. That doesn't sound like any yeah. fun at all. Well, <laughs> man, this is what I want to do with my birthday. She's like, I'm going to pass. <laughs> I'll be in Prague. <laughs> yeah. like, no, we can recline the seats all the way back. <laughs> yeah. like, maybe he just wanted a low-key birthday as someone that's who recently so had one and wanted to do literally nothing on my birthday. Maybe that's all he wanted to do. Just sit in his car. Just in kind a parking of lot. In a parking lot. Sometimes you well, need to sit in your car. Sometimes you need to just sit in your no, car. I, yeah. I, I've yeah. done that. I I get to a place and I'll I've I'll take a couple big breaths. Just need a few minutes. Sometimes I get yeah. home and it's like I'm home, but I still need to I've sit in my that. car for a yeah. few minutes. Oh, Nothing yeah. to do with you, baby. Just like <laughs> contemplating life. No, I'll track Nick and I'll see that he's just sitting outside of the house, and I'm like, hmm, what is he doing out there? I go outside and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm phone. Like, you don't hear not. anybody. Yeah, no, no I, yeah. yeah. You're sitting in there. No, I usually doing when you do that, I'm on the phone. I've never taken more than two minutes to just you know contemplate life and try to get back to neutral. It's just, I, I don't get a lot of alone time, baby. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> oh, to me! I that's what we oh, wow. really think she was. gets a lot of alone time. She's throwing no. a child. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm the worst. Yes. You know how often I want to be alone? I don't know. Every day. Oh, we're fighting now. <laughs> uh, wait, why is Olivia Wilde coming after Taylor Swift? I don't know. This was so silly. She reposted a tweet. I wish Taylor Swift was in love with a climate scientist. Okay. What does that matter, though? Like, just because Taylor Swift has a lot of power, which I'm so here for her taking over the world and the NFL. I'm like, if Taylor Swift had any interest in governmental things, she should run for president, like with how much power she has. But like, just because she has a lot of power doesn't mean she needs to date a climate scientist. Like, what's that going to be like? Also, it's not her job to yeah. change every problem. No, like she's doing great. The world. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it comes down to the criticism about her travel patterns, which I just don't find to be Like, didn't, fair. I mean, was, didn't we, it's like, what are we doing on a personal level? Like, sorry, I feel like it's like big tech, me not knowing anything. <laughs> 
about <laughs> the climate, but I feel like they're to blame. Like they use a lot of energy, I heard. Yeah. I like, what agree. are we going to do as singular people? Like we have to look at like a bigger level. I feel like it was a huge scam to like put it onto like, oh, you as the people in your household should be doing this as yes. opposed to like the companies who are making all this crazy yeah. plastic. Literally like crypto. Well, they don't make plastic, but I heard mining crypto, is like really cute, terrible. Yes. Yeah. It's like, why, why are we putting it on Taylor Swift? Like she... <laughs> Like she is not the whole world. No. She's just one very like powerful person. They want like they Olivia Wilde wants Taylor Swift to fly Delta. Could basically. you? Yes, they don't want her to fly private. Read this as like just like a funny little tongue in cheek like blah. Probably. You know? I like, don't know. Like oh, why doesn't she date a climate scientist? I, I don't. As think, opposed to why don't you date a climate scientist? I mean, I think it's also after Mark Cuban was like, why don't you date one of my basketball players? You know, like everyone I think is kind of trying to get on this like Taylor. Swift. Yeah, but even now we're talking about climate change we don't talk about political topics on this show and i think we're going to keep this in but this is a sensitive topic that yeah. like i'm sure some people listening to us we're having a lightheaded conversation are going to have uh, might be triggered or have strong points of view and i think if you want to joke i don't know if olivia wilde inserting <laughs> climate change into the conversation is going to track well it's a triggering topic for a lot of people and it's and, and you're trying to put taylor in a bad light suggesting that she is not doing her part. Right. And like, I don't know if Olivia Wilde is like a huge jokester. <laughs> like, it's like, does that really track? But yeah, I don't know. It's like, well, what do we think about Travis Kelsey? Can we get into that? Like, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, but I've also heard he's like, I don't know, like didn't have the best reputation. Not that it matters again, because it's like whoever Taylor Swift wants to date can date. And like, she's so famous that I feel like she needs to date someone obviously on her level. But like, what does he bring to the table? I don't know. That's my, also just me like thinking that like men are never good enough for my girlfriends. Taylor Swift be my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So like that's a, that's a conversation. That's a different conversation. I, I, my understanding of Travis Kelsey is that, yeah, he's a bit of a playboy. He's yeah. a bit of a fuck boy. But at the same time, like he's an exceptionally good looking professional athlete. Like, you know, we're yeah. in hookup culture. Every I. If you listen to this show, I think everyone participating in hookup culture is a fuck, a potential fuckboy, man, woman, yeah. gay, straight, doesn't matter who you are. In a, in a culture that is hooking up relatively quickly in dating culture without an emotional connection, all it takes is two people having sex with one person liking the other person more for the other person to consider that person a fuckboy. Which okay, is kind of like I don't know what you just literally. <laughs> I was like this. What's a fuck boy? Yeah, okay. no, it's like you have sex without people really knowing each other, and yeah. all it takes is one of those people to like the other a little bit more, where the other person is like, uh, yeah, you know, I'm not really sure, and then that person immediately starts thinking, "Am I dating a fuck boy?" Because that person's having sex with you without having an interest in evolving the relationship which is like almost every relationship relationship dynamic it's like the early nuance on. of dating yeah. i feel in the beginning at least so to my biggest criticism with people who are who lie about their feelings to elicit you know i guess sex i don't think travis kelsey is love bombing anyone and yeah. and misleading people with their feelings to get laid and if he's up front with people about yeah. his intentions then i got no problem with that he might as well be a fuckboy until he finds someone he wants to settle down for it, a la Taylor Swift. I think nobody's going to be good enough for yeah. Taylor Swift ever. So it's like, okay. I mean, yeah. his mom called her okay. No. Yeah. I don't think she meant it like that, though. <laughs> they said, how was meeting Taylor Swift? And she goes, she's okay. Ugh. On morning news. 
well, on air. What she said she's okay. Response. I think she just didn't yeah. really want to comment about it, though. Do you think that? Yeah, maybe. You could be yeah. like, she's so nice. Like, obviously, they were seen chatting in the body. Like, she could be like, she's very kind, very sweet. Like, we had a lot of fun. It is an odd response. And, she's okay. And Taylor Swift is like putting Travis Kelsey's mom on. Like, who cared about an interview with his mom ever before until Taylor Swift came into the scenario? So at least, like, give credit where credit is due. Yeah, everyone in the Kelsey family is now going to get, like, commercial dollars. Like, Travis was already getting them, but, like, their marketability is tenfold now. His brother, Jason Kelsey's wife, has been, like, on the news for stuff she said about their relationship. And it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, hey, that, girl. That would be fucking crazy to be dating someone and to have access to all their family's opinion of you. Right. Like that. I would not be healthy right? if I could know exactly how no. the brother, the brother's girlfriend. Because also the siblings, if you have a brother who's straight, I feel like their girlfriend is always like such a like a, a tough like their spouse. You know what I'm saying? Their yeah. Partner, do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Where it's like. I feel like brothers will be like pretty chill, but if there's like a long term girlfriend with like a brother, the brother, she'll be yeah, because yeah. she's like, I made it in here. I knew, I know what it takes. Do you have what it takes? She's like the gatekeeper of yes. the relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Girl boss, gatekeep. Yeah, and <laughs> like she's probably done the initiation. If there was any kind of like mother in law hazing, like, hazing, yeah, she's had, she's done it. So yeah, you're right. That's a good take. Yeah, they're brutal. Anyways. We bow down to Taylor Swift. I don't know. Uh, Before we finally get into talking about our topics that are Love is Blind, The Golden Bachelor, and uh, Bachelor in Paradise, we must talk about the Clayton Eckhart thing quickly. We we attempted this a couple weeks ago when we had Rachel here. And for any of you who noticed, it was- so tight-lipped. It was in the clip. No, well, we at the Vile Files household, we we did some research and we- Yeah. I had some- conversations with people very closely related to the situation mm-hmm. and we talked about it and ultimately edited it out because i just quite frankly didn't feel comfortable right what i'm hearing is that this story is insane and the stuff that is out there is a fraction of of what is the story i've heard okay so what did you hear well, I'm still, still <laughs> share with the class <laughs> i don't feel to- i i'm i've I'm not going to share most of it, but we, for those of you who don't know, Clayton recently last Friday announced that in a very Maury Povich way <laughs> that he was not the father. Wait, how did he announce it? <laughs> he did like a, like a reel on Instagram. He was like, it's Friday. And he was oh like so God. excited. I'm not a daddy. Literally. That was literally his response. It was, I'm dead. It was an interesting creative choice on the part <laughs> creative. of Creative. Yeah. On, on the part of Clayton. But nevertheless... I appreciate his enthusiasm. Can you look up the re- what he actually said? Because I think what he said is important because I think it wasn't so much that he was not the father. I think the that resu- there wasn't enough like DNA. Yeah, like fetus matter or like this the, the swab that they got like suggested that there wasn't a fetus or fetuses because the accusation was that this person was allegedly pregnant with twins. Here's what I'm comfortable saying what I heard. Okay. What I heard from someone very close to the situation was allegedly there was no sex. Okay. So she's like there was only or- sourcing the sperm from wherever she well, can find it. There was oral sex. Yeah. 
And allegedly, I heard from someone close, very close to the situation. The neighbor peeking through the window. Um, saw this. <laughs> the sperm. Uh, the sperm, literally. <laughs> was that Clayton, like, didn't think it was possible that this person could be pregnant. But, like, he's not a doctor. And technically, there was access to... Yeah. Like, men are just... Stupid. stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. So wait, you're not a doctor. You know how babies are made. Like, no. just say it. So, like, did you like? So that's what I heard. That there wasn't inter- allegedly like, there wasn't intercourse, but he wasn't comfortable coming out and being like, I 100 percent know that she's not pregnant because we didn't have sex because there was oral sex and there was climaxing. I don't. I don't even think that's still possible. But nevertheless, yeah. allegedly that's what I heard. I just happen. like who would handle the situation like that? Like I would just like go to everybody, like any kind of PR team, any kind of resource if I was Clayton and be like, how is the best way I could talk about it if I'm like if I if I know scientifically that there's n- no way I could really be the father unless there very much are like lines blurred. Like I feel like that's something you could you should be able to confidently say. I would agree. The other stuff I heard is so outrageous and so crazy. Hit us. I can't. Oh my I'll god. I'll tell you later. Who's your source? Is it Oh, you can't tell us that either. I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah. I just look at what is he doing? He's happy. He's oh. happy, I guess. Yeah, I feel like that's the wrong tone for being accused of being like <laughs> like a dad of twins. Like this isn't how I would, would respond. At least like match like the seriousness of this, you know? Yeah. Like More it, like I don't know. I guess it, Susie's parents commented on it. She yeah. said, I love seeing my parents comment on this too. That's so sweet. I, I hope that Clayton wants to speak on this more right. in more detail. Like, yeah. It's my understanding that he has a ton of information and a ton of things in writing mm-hmm. that would absolutely blow your mind about like just how this story started and how mm-hmm. where it's at now. I did hear, which please feel free to cut, and I don't know if you have already talked about it, but I heard this isn't the first time that this woman is accusing someone through the courts uh, Clayton of this. Clayton uh, posted on his Instagram stories something to that effect. I am not going to comment Go there. on that. That's just what I heard hearsay. Yeah. But also, I don't want to like ever get into the realm of like victim shaming. Yeah. It's my understanding that allegedly Clayton never thought she was going to be pregnant yeah that he was not surprised by the results as happy as he appears right and it's my understanding that he was always trying to take this test oh okay that the thought that the, was my second the thought that he because that was my thought was like, right. why don't you just take this stupid test that's what i was gonna ask i'm like as a man because i could i was thinking about it in a couple different ways i'm like so when it first came out it was like he made it sound like he wouldn't just take it or like that's what you needed in order to debunk this. And it's like, if you feel so strongly, wouldn't you just take it? But then it's like, well, I guess being someone of some status, I don't know how often this happens. And if it's like so crazy, would you just be willing to take a paternity test for like everyone? Or is it like some kind of like pride attached? That's like, no, I don't need to get like given to this because I know it's not true. Allegedly, it's my understanding that Clayton was very much trying to take this paternity test. And so the information suggesting that he wasn't mm-hmm. from the according to the sources I heard is that that, w- that was inaccurate. But uh, allegedly to your question. Yeah. We learned mm-hmm. that whether this has something to do with the case or not, that um, when you are pregnant with twins, that it is far, far, far more difficult to take a paternity test, that it is hard to find a place to conduct such a test 
because of the potential of two fathers. Whoa. And so the theory is, is that it's not a coincidence that the claim was twins. Oh, I see. Okay. So. So then, yeah, would we have to wait until the babies were born? Like, that's what I thought we were going to wait for. Well. To be more, like, accurate. To be more accurate, but I guess. But, like, obviously you want to settle it sooner rather than later. But, like, how do they do it? Does anybody know? Well, it's difficult. Do you have to, like, go in outside? I I don't know. Because that might be dangerous for the baby. Yeah. I mean, this says it's not available because the current technology cannot isolate DNA from both fetuses. So, again. born, you can do it individually. Right. Yeah. The thought is that's not a coincidence. Okay. Again, the, the, the results that Clayton put out there, to me, suggest that there isn't a pregnancy still in existence. Whether there was or wasn't, I don't know. Oh. They but, said little to no fetal DNA present. Right? At all. So that would mean oh. no fetus if there's no fetal DNA. Fetus. So it's not that he's not the father. It's just that. Perhaps no one is. Perhaps no one is. Yeah. yeah. This is all getting very sticky. Oh, I, again, I'm, I'm, what I've heard is right. it, it's so fucking, ins- I'll tell you about it afterwards. Yeah. But it's insane. And I wow. truly hope that Clayton comes forward i would love to have him on this show somewhere else on social media yeah uh but he hasn't for whatever reason i i know of the reasons i don't i don't know why he's going about this way you know what yeah. else is crazy yeah Jax taylor made a plane turn around because his seat would not recline wait and it caused a two and a half hour delay Jax taylor like one of the Vanderpump. worst humans mm-hmm. in the world Vanderpump Jax taylor yeah yes when How did this? he know his seat wouldn't recline? Because you're not even supposed to do that until after takeoff. And that's period. So already he's on my shit list. Because I'm a rule follower on the airplanes. It's like, <laughs> let's go. When like, was this? I don't know. A flight from JFK to LAX turned back to the gate when Jax Taylor's first class seat malfunctioned. And then someone, an annoyed source, who I'm guessing is someone who is sitting near him on the airplane, says it made the plane two and a half hours late because they were already on the <sighs> runway and it was raining said a steamed source who added that buzz aboard the plane was that the reality star was having a fit over his seat not reclining. He continues to be one of the worst humans in the world. I I don't know much about him, but I can, I've watched the early seasons of Vanderpump. And we like, are currently oh watching God. the early seasons of Vanderpump. Yeah. And it, it blows my mind that the Vanderpump audience yeah. allowed Jax Taylor to have an opinion on Scandaval. <laughs> Did he have an opinion? He had many. He launched uh-huh. a podcast as a result, like many other people. Yeah. And enjoyed some success yeah, as yeah. someone who was very close to the situation, had right. mutual friends. Yeah. And I saw a lot of commentary around like, this is Jax Taylor's like redemption, redemption tour. Like he did. Yeah. Just because. So many horrific things. Yeah. But Sandoval is like comparatively, it's like the worst of two evils. It's like he's finally getting his moment because somebody else is like fucking yeah. up more than him. I, I don't more. I don't even know. Just like more recently. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And like who should have matured? Like I had a, I had a teacher the other day who was like, I teach a flexibility class because I'm criminally inflexible so it's like who better to teach you than someone who has like started from a low point and has had to like work their way up so i wonder if you could make that kind of argument of like Jax taylor did ultimately mature and it seems like they were both doing some fuck shit in the early seasons of vanderpump mm-hmm. and Jax has seemingly curbed the fuck shit while tom has escalated 
No, clearly he has not. Yeah, I don't think this proves maturity. But actually, okay, but his rep said it wasn't his fault. The seat was in the bed position and they couldn't get it upright. So it wasn't his fault. It was just like, it's not, you know, when you're like take off and landing, you have to like put your seat up all the way. So that, that's what his rep said. And but I further my point, why are you in the lay down position before we've taken off, Jax yeah, Taylor? That can't be true. They wouldn't have taken off if the bed was fully reclined. Yeah, you just don't touch your seat until... Take they off. would have moved the plane, if, especially if he's in first class. The flight attendants are right there, so they wouldn't have moved the plane. They would have been like, "Sir, you need to like fix this," and then he would try, and then he'd be like, "I can't," and they'd be like, "Well, we're not moving then." Yeah, and in that case, maybe it's not like him being a diva. It's like they needed to fix the seat before takeoff. Yeah, well, what a coincidence that it's Jack Taylor's seat. Totally. Ship station. It's the calm before the holiday storm, but you can prepare your e-commerce business for the holiday rush now just by using. ShipStation. So many businesses are revolutionizing their business around the functionality of ShipStation because it's making shipping your product to your customers easier than ever before and helping you save a ton of money on shipping costs, which if you are an e-commerce business, most likely your shipping costs are probably one of the biggest costs you have for your company. So finding ways to minimize those expenses is paramount to the success of your business. Doesn't matter the size of your business, ShipStation helps you get the same type of shipping prices that are usually afforded to some of those larger companies out there, some of your Fortune 500 companies, but not with ShipStation. Get a discount of up to 84% off USPS and UPS rates. And if you don't just trust us, don't worry, over 130,000 other companies have grown their e-commerce business with ShipStation so if you are looking to take your company to the next level and you have an e-commerce platform, you have got to check out ShipStation. And right now, you can do that for free for a 60-day trial. Set your business up for holiday season success with ShipStation. Just go to ShipStation.com and use code V-I-A-L-L today to sign up for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code V-I-A-L-L. ShipStation, make ship happen. Drizzly, the most convenient way to buy beer, wine, and spirits with delivery to your doorstep when you need it. Drinks make the perfect gift for whoever, wherever, and whenever for whatever. Maybe it's your birthday. Someone sent me a wonderful bottle of whiskey on my birthday by using Drizzly. What a lovely surprise. Maybe it's the party that you got invited to that you can't go to or don't want to go to, but you still want to sound like a hero. So maybe just go on Drizzly pick out a nice spirit or a bottle of wine, whatever it is, and have that delivery go to the party that you can't make or don't want to go to. Maybe it's for your own benefit. Maybe it's a late night and you want to have a bottle of wine, forgot at the grocery store, something nice to go to pair that pairs well with your meal. I don't know. Well, Drizzly has a, a wide range of wonderful selections from your favorite go-to brands to some of the things that maybe you haven't heard of. So if you are a a wino that likes to try different regions and things like that. Drizzly has uh, a bunch of selections for you. Drizzly is a go-to app for drink delivery. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com slash gifts. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com slash gifts and choose a great gift today. Use code V-I-A-L-L to receive $5 off or $0 delivery fee off your first order by just going to drizzly.com and use code V-I-A-L-L. Must be 21 plus, not valid in all states. Codes cannot be combined with any other offers. Not valid in all retailers. Code expires 10-31-23 at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. 
Yeah. <laughs> Are we doing Love is Blind, Bachelor <laughs> yeah. in Paradise, yeah, or Golden Bachelor that's, first? I think we could just keep the same order we did last week. Love is. Let's start with Love is Blind. Totally. I've been binging all of these all weekend. <sighs> what are your thoughts? Oh my God. This is like the like worst cast of Love is Blind, I think, ever. I and by like worst, you mean great TV or just j- worse in general? Like, I almost think it's too much to handle. Like, at some point, I was like, ugh, I kind of want to look away because it felt uh, there's a little bit too much. Like, it's like last season, we had one person or like one couple that I feel like was kind of like, eh. But now it's like everybody. If you had to choose, who is your favorite? Oh, my favorite. My f- or favorite favorite person. couple, which the bar is so low, right. is Milton and Lydia. And you're probably right, but it's yeah. shocking. Right, right. Because the bar is low. Also, I think there's just so much other like nuance to the show. I feel like the way because it's it's very bachelor adjacent. Love is blind. I feel like everyone kind of knows that or at least picks up on it. It's like hometowns meeting the parents like the proposal like kind of like the timeline of everything the thing that saves bachelor is there's no wedding that seems a little more just (laughs) yeah literally and like well we're watching these couples like there's so because i was also like down deep in reddit i was trying to like catch up and get like all the spoilers but then like the judgment is so like yes fierce online that i was like I was reading before I was watching the episodes and I'm like, oh my God. And then I watched and I was like, I need to gather my own opinions because the public is so hard on these people and they just aren't taking into account like that you only know each other for four weeks before getting married. Like that is crazy. Yeah, I actually agree. I, I'm glad you had that take because I actually, I enjoy Love is Blind so much, especially <laughs> compared to The You're Bachelor. Sick. Well, I think it's like, which go, I'm going to like whatever toggle between Golden Bachelor. Like, it's like I was so excited for the season. And I feel like the first episode and the second episode, it's like, oh, this is just like another kind of like stale format of The Bachelor, which we know in and out. There's not as much flexibility, whereas Love is Blind. Like, I feel like there's a little bit more like nuance. There's other things that pop up. There's like more drama. But Bachelor is just like stale and that you know exactly what's coming. Yeah, they definitely have their beats. But. I think love is blind, which is what results in all the toxic response is because love is blind. Like Bachelor tries to create characters and have story arcs and they really oversimplify their heroes and their villains. You're usually just one or the other, at Mm -hmm. at least on a respective season. You know, you might go to paradise and have been a villain to only to become the hero and vice versa. But Mm -hmm. you have to wait a whole season. You don't get that in the same season where love is blind. They're just showing regular people yeah. being messy. Yeah. And I think it's a fairly accurate representation of dating culture nowadays. And I think just, mm-hmm. as, you know, we just have this judgmental society that thinks that, you know, that our keyboard warriors mm-hmm. and a lack of kind of own self-awareness on their part. And it's easy to watch these shows and spew your commentary and criticism as if you've never raised your voice or yeah. said something that you had to apologize for in a relationship right. or responded in a way that was like, Ugh, you know, maybe not my best in a high stakes, high intensity environment of which all of these people are in. Yeah, and- I agree. There's a little more humanity in it. And I totally agree. Like Bachelor is like so produced and they like the one thing I like about Love is Blind is they don't necessarily pit like the women against each other. Like I think with Bachelor seasons, like especially in a Bachelor 
and um, a woman like cast, you know, there's so much cattiness. Some, you know, some of it is like kind of contrived, whereas I feel like Love is Blind is a little more like normal, natural, kind of like what you're saying, like a little bit just watching in the wild. And there's more nuance of like, yeah, just watching the mess in relationships. I think it brings out like like dating brings out your insecurities. You know what I mean? I think that's what we see, which is kind of easier for me with like Lydia and Milton. I can see myself in each of them. Milton is just young. I think like he has a good heart. I think he's 24, you know, so he like speaks and like kind of grand. I know everything like you should be more like me. But it's like as he ages, I think his mind will change. And as and specifically as he gets in more relationships, because I think you really learn from being in relationships that it's like you're not just like supposed to be with someone to all like act the same way. It's like you're supposed to learn about that person and learn about their intentions and then grow together. Like they come from completely different cultural backgrounds. So not that's why I think like their relationship is kind of the most like easy to root for because for me it's easier to see like why they fight and where it comes from and like I'm hoping that maybe they can get through it that the age gap is just like kind of severe but it's like what she was left with (laughs) yeah you know why why are you even casting 24 year olds like sorry but like I think age comes with wisdom like and being ready to like you know be in a relationship you know what I mean? Me at like 25, marriage. like... I know. I'm like, I know. I saw you guys be quiet. I'm like, how old are you? But, <laughs> like, but no, no, like, no. Yeah. No, 24. You, but know, you guys... Nothing. No, you no. guys dated for a long time. Women mature faster. That is true. But, but it's like also... Me trying to dig myself out of this <laughs> yeah, hole. Like, no, it's totally fine. Like, we, we, were, we were talking about that before we started recording, where you guys, y'all were talking about Milton's family and... And suggesting that they might have been too harsh. And I didn't think so. I mean, and I said, listen, if I would have met Natalie in the pods and then three weeks later, she would have introduced me to her family. I would have expected them to ask me some incredibly challenging questions. And I, yeah. and I would, it would have been fair for them to question my intentions. If they knew nothing about me other than the fact that I was a lot older than Natalie. Right. And we both ended up on this social experiment. Yeah. The questions are fair. There's a reasons why stereotypes exist and things like that doesn't mean that you should need to assume them. You should ask your own questions like Milton's family does. But I don't think Lydia is entitled to the benefit of the doubt. You know, Mm -hmm. she chose to date someone a bit younger than her and if she is going to be in a relationship with this man then it's fair for his family to ask her some qualifying questions to make sure that she's legit you know Mm -hmm. and i think that's and he she can prove him wrong just like you know anyone who comes into a relationship where their other person's family is like i don't know there's some red flags here just Mm -hmm. if only if, if only the red flags are kind of superficial like Things that you have having never met that person, like maybe an age gap or, you know, something about their work or, you know, where you're just like, I don't know. I have some questions. I think that's yeah. fair. You I, know? I think so, too, especially with the time crunch. But also it's like, I don't know. We know about Milton's family and that they don't suffer fools. <laughs> they don't what? <laughs> suffer fools. What does that mean? It, what? It oh, just, yeah. It's just like you don't suffer fools. Like you don't take any BS. Like you don't put up with like. You'll call people out. You're just, yeah. 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 You don't roll your eyes and just say they're just being whatever. You're, you'll, you'll be like his sister and just say, I think this is a farce. I think it's also a little naysaying, a little, it's like, okay, whatever. Being on The Bachelor, have brought, bringing my family into production. Obviously, I knew they had their doubts, but overall, they knew what I was signing up for. They were like, I can't believe it's like this. I'm like, yeah, it's a TV show. 
like and we talked about it, but I think there's a way to, to, to deliver it. I think every family has their doubts. But with Milton's family specifically, they're not very emotional. They're very Milton is so smart. Um, and I actually I think it kind of speaks like to me to maybe his potential for growth, like even though he speaks in like calculi terms and like compares it to like really complex math. I think that works for him in his brain. Um, but his family is very much like when his sister was like, this is a business arrangement. It's like, okay, but a relationship can be more than that. I don't, especially when you're like newly in love and young, you're not thinking about the business stuff. I think if you have kind of the same moral like value and compass, you can figure out all the like big things, like how are we going to raise our kids? Like, it's not like we all know we're kind of like taking a leap of faith by going on this kind of a TV show. So naturally they're not going to cover all of that ground. So I don't think that's like a like grounds enough to be like, okay, you shouldn't get married to this person. Like, I think you have to play into the fantasy a little bit. And I think even that, you know, does translate into real life, too. It's like there's some you have to kind of believe in love to have it in the first place, you know, and be a little bit of a hopeless romantic in that. And I think they like the sister is a little bit naysay and kind of like cracking down for reasons just to do it but it's like these aren't conversations that people would have in four weeks at all and like I don't think they would be having kids tomorrow totally like I think we're just trying to get like the basics like do you feel for her do you feel like you really like can love this person and take care of her and like want to work hard for her and I feel like yes like for me watching But I get it. I get both sides. But also it's like you have to know what you sign up for. You're going to get married in a month. You're not going to be able to like get to know this person so deeply. And I think that's the extra layer of love is blind that is even more difficult. And people love to judge. Yeah. But if you were in their position, like you wouldn't necessarily be thinking those things or doing it that way. And it's not really realistic. Like you have to think about it contextually. I also think it's like everyone can say reality TV is edited and then refuse to actually acknowledge the way that like every single thing that Milton's family said that could be perceived as slightly harsh or like I think my biggest takeaway from that was like, oh, they didn't feel ultra welcoming. Like like to your point, Nick, like I think the questions they were asking are all 100 percent valid. Just the way like what I saw on the TV, it just felt like slightly more on the interrogation side than like a potential welcome to our family side. But that's the thing about editing is that every single harsh thing they said could have been followed by. I don't mean to be hard on you or something like that. And they can take it away like that. And people like to have such a selective consideration of editing in reality TV. And obviously it's for our own good. Like, believe me, we don't all want all that footage. That's insane. That's way too much to go through. But I think people are so quick to especially like when they're kind of like going into judgment mode to forget about all of the times that you said something that didn't come out quite right or thinking about how every single thing you've said isolated from all the contacts, everything you said before, everything you said after, like how that might sound kind of like it might make you sound like a dick sometimes. And it doesn't mean you are. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, it's funny that I, I agree with both your points because both are possible. And I've, I've seen both. I've even my first time at hometowns, like there's you, sometimes there's the family member who just decides I'm going to be the, that person, you know, and they, that's what they, I was thinking too. Exactly. They love to have that family member yeah. on Bachelor, and I think on Love Is Wine, they want that that take. The one who like it, it, they make it a. I had a sister decide to be that with Andy, you know, and I was just like, no one asked you to do that. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, they take it upon themselves, which is always <laughs> like, the case. Okay, <laughs> thanks, you know, yeah. which got edited out, but like, they're not being genuine. They are buying into the show. They they kind of. Well, they're produced as well, because even on Bachelor World, the day before the the show shows up, kind of 
talks to the family, takes them out to dinner, preps them, gets in the house. Part of it is just like prepping them for the insanity that's there. And then again, depending on your family and some of them who have watched the show, some of them haven't. On the flip side, there's also the edit, right? Which to your point, it's like she could have said two harsh things in the first 10 minutes of meeting them. And then at, at the end of an eight-hour day of filming, the dynamic could have been totally shifted and we could have seen none of that. So who really knows? Yeah. Yeah. Which also I think is exemplified in Izzy meeting Stacy's family. They were like hard on him. And then the next time we see him um, like getting closer to the wedding, the family's like, we love Izzy. Yeah. It's like there's room to come around and they're always like there's going to be naturally you need to ask questions as a family in the beginning. But like you also have to show room for growth in that like your person and and welcoming some somebody into the family because you love your child. You know, like yeah. Stacy's family loves her. They just want her to be happy. So they're going to support her in this, which I think is commonly what happens. And like we kind of saw that without seeing it with Stacy's family on that topic. But going back to Milton, of I feel like I fundamentally shifted the way I viewed him as a person when he said he's like something my mom always says is perception is reality because I think that's such an emotionally intelligent like Agreed. understanding of the world and so it's, there's all of these kind of like things that people can say that demonstrate their character that demonstrate emotional intelligence that they can edit out and like permanently change and I think with Stacy similarly there was a moment you know when she was very comforting to Lydia at one point where it was like oh wow you're very emotionally intelligent and it's funny how they can be very like selective about when they show things because on one point I was watching Stacey being like wow like what a kind caring person who is so evolved and is able to be honest yet like still good to someone who's going through a hard time and then you see her with her family and it's giving a little bit spoiled spoil yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah, like, yeah. I, but like Gabby said about Milton too his maturity comes out as a, a young 24-year-old where he seems that, to be the young, mature person who is willing to take advice from people who have lived life yes. and interpret that. And when he says to Lydia in then like a calming presence, like perception is reality, something I've learned, he communicates that. And that is true. But what Milton seems to lack mm -hmm. is the reality that like life's fucking hard mm -hmm. and yes and bad things happen to well-intentioned people and life's not fair and milton seems to lack the perspective of like everything will work itself mm -hmm. because sometimes it doesn't and he seems to like have this almost naive because he's young approach yeah. about like just tough situations where lydia's coming more from a hey i've been fucking through it man and yeah. like it's not just perception sometimes the reality is is yeah. this sucks Right. And he seems to lack that a little bit. Yeah. No, I agree. I with both of you guys, I thought that did show his emotional maturity in a way that like is really important for him, which speaks to him kind of understanding where Lydia comes from. But yeah, I think his immaturity is the way that he wants to change her and that it's not OK to be emotional, which is, you know, like I don't you can say whatever, like we're different. She's a woman. It's cultural. But also he seems very emotionally repressed. And he said that he's like emotions were a privilege. I don't even quite know what that means in our family. Like you have to earn, I guess, in order to be emotional, um, which I don't think is very healthy. And I think with his age, like will come out. That is something that he needs to work on. And what she was upset about was Uche's ass trying to drag her on national TV. You bet your ass I'd be acting out, too. I'd be like, no, the fuck you're not right now. Like, I know what you're doing and I'm going to get upset. And in that moment, I would just like 
yeah, look for a partner to be calming, but also be like, I can't believe this. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I get it. Like he didn't understand the big perspective of things. And I guess maybe you're so in that moment, but it's like she gets it. Like she knows that what he's trying to do and he's trying to drag her and make her look bad in front of everyone. Not everyone just being the cast of Love is Blind, being America and whoever watches it. Yeah, because that's also such a big part of emotional intelligence is like de-escalating. The worst thing you can do is say like, calm down. And I think there's so many more advanced versions of that where people are like, try to de-escalate by instantaneously kind of having like shutting them down or just being like trying to make them recontextualize everything. When so often I've found that if you just make someone feel seen, heard and understood, they are so much more easy, like on their own, they will be like, OK, I got a little crazy just now. You know, yeah. like once they've like had like are in a more safe space because like the reason that they're fired up is because they're like, I feel crazy because nobody is validating my reality. Like, and like I'm screaming because I want that to be the case. Imagine being in that conversation with Uche. I was screaming. I'm like, he is so disgusting. Like the way he like talks to her and what he's trying to do and like not giving the full story, which you had to like read between the lines and figure out later that he's a cheater. She wasn't stalking him, but he tried to make it look like she was crazy and just like monopolized on this narrative. It's like just another way I feel like of putting women in a box that they're like emotionally like too expressive or irresponsible. It's like, no, you're literally making me crazy. He would drive me insane. They were not. Yeah, because even on his Instagram stories, he confirmed that they were not actually in a committed relationship. And he, he didn't, didn't deny the cheating because he still well, makes it worse. Well, he, well, he didn't deny what because the hooking up was having sex with someone else. And he claimed that that wouldn't have been cheating anyways because we weren't in a relationship and we weren't in a relationship. Again, we've covered this last week, but he yeah. talked out of both sides of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, hold yourself accountable to a standard of like treating people well, not like a technical. Like it's such a lawyer mentality to be like, well, there's this technical loophole in the statute that says if we are not mm-hmm. in a committed relationship as defined by both people saying, I, you know, we are exclusive. Like, it's yeah. like, but like be a person and acknowledge like how you made someone feel when they thought you were like giving each other a chance and really taking yeah. their relationship somewhere. And then you fuck someone else. Like, even if you can also have your perspective of like, I saw it differently, but you have to at least hear where she's coming from. Yeah. And not to mention, it literally has no place on the show. It was like it all happened before. He's just bringing it up because he didn't get what he wanted out of Aaliyah. I love Aaliyah. And I think she was like spared. I hope she knows that now. But it's like it. you literally didn't even have to go there. You're going there just because like your ego is so big and you found a chance to bring somebody else down. We would have been fine without that storyline. It doesn't affect her and her relationship it really didn't affect like like he brought it all up and it's all because of like the way he treated Aaliyah in the pods like he freaked out when she said that she cheated and now he's trying to like like he he knows he's gonna look back so he's backtracking and he has a way that's kind of relevant because he had a relationship with this other woman that happens to be on the show but like it really doesn't serve a purpose I thought one of Lydia's worst moments on the show was the way she was talking to Aaliyah about Uche. Like, Uche did not need to try to make her look bad. Like, that was something that happened organically. And granted, like, it was a weird situation. So I'm not saying Lydia's a horrible person. But it was definitely, like, not a cool way to engage with that at all. And definitely, like, got in Aaliyah's head and messed with their relationship. But, like, Uche didn't need to be, like, gotcha. Like, she displayed her own behavior and everybody was able to judge that on their own. Yeah. Yeah. They're all messy, which is why I like this show. None of them are without red flags so to speak but yeah to your all's point like uche has this kind of 
you know, and again, I, I don't even mind strategic people or people, you know, who are <laughs> like, I'm a like, I like to think things through like, Milton, yeah. like I look, I hear the way Milton talks and I'm like, I, I get him. Yeah. I, you know, on an emotional side, I feel like I've matured a little bit and I've learned how to empathize and things like that. But like Uche is this, yeah, it's so Machiavellian the way he's like, you could tell it's just the way he sat down with Lydia and first like gassed her up. Mm. only to bring her down it mm. was like yeah that, that that his delivery was calculated and that so was weird mean. too yeah. yeah the showing receipts is also really gross and him trying to show milton the screenshots like yeah who the fuck really cares he did, and he did no. that with Aaliyah too and it's, it's like it's just too drop much. it yeah, yeah it, exactly like just drop it yeah and i'm sorry just because like you guys talk debriefed like a really crazy situation together like before bed every night don't try to equate your friendship with like their potential marriage because at this point things have escalated at totally different paces and although Uche was kind of coming from like his whole claim with talking to Milton was like I just want to warn my friend and in certain situations I think that's valid but in this one it's like but come on well it's like it's it's his perception of the reality to Milton's point where like clearly Uche is looking through this lens through his own main character yeah. version of the world right and when uh, the Aaliyah and Uche conversation happened I didn't fault like at first, I'm like, these are valid questions to ask someone you just found out was an unfaithful two year two years ago. But as the more we learned about Uche and the fact that like he was in a situationship with Lydia, most likely having sex with other people at the same time, not validating Lydia's feelings, then breaking up with her, mm -hmm. and then try to assassinate her character on a show while clearly not being without his own criticism, but acting like every decision he's ever made is righteous and all these other people's decisions are somehow problematic. It's like that yeah. it, that's whole that whole delivery. Yeah. Right. And it's like just stay out of it. It's like at this I think there was a lot of that like this season. It's like everybody in everybody else's relationship. It's like they'll figure out their own shit. I don't have the energy. Like I'm too focused on my relationship to like to like hear people coming at me and like other cooks in the kitchen. And at this point, they're already committed to each other. So let them figure it out on their own. But I I feel like there's so much like interference. Like for what? Do you guys not have enough going on? I think that's also a perfect segue to get into the Johnny, Chris, Izzy, Stacy situation because the beginning of this episode was a really, really bad look for Stacy and Izzy. Yeah. Like, oof, oof. Gross. Yeah. Gross. yeah. What do you what do you make of that, Gabby? Because clearly there's drama between them. It just it sure seems like it's like fine, maybe Johnny talks some shit in the pods or whatever. Stacy is just going above it seems like again we don't know edits and things like that but yeah. she's so mean girling Stacy unnecessarily where it's just like haven't we moved on yeah she comes across as a bully yeah I think this is really where we see the complexity of people's character because even watching Stacy and Izzy, I'm like, oh, they have the same kind of Delulu that they're <laughs> like in the relationship together. So you can like almost root for them. It's like, OK, I think they actually care about each other, but the way they treat other people is terrible. But like that is maybe what bonds them and like brings them together. So as a couple, maybe they can make it. But like, do I think like they're shitty? A hundred percent. Like, I think the way they treat people, I think like also it's just really hard to like make sense of because I think there's a lot of ego. I think Izzy feels like 
not good enough for Stacy naturally. And I think he's like trying to overcompensate for a lot of it, given like the financials. There's so many conspiracies online about like who kind of like that Stacy wants a breadwinner. Like they're both looking for sugar daddies and like blah, blah, blah. But I think they kind of have the, yeah, the same. Like, like Izzy's also looking for it. Yeah. Okay. For like a meal ticket, which like I can see, but I also think there's something genuine about them. And I don't think people are like, oh, Stacey just went on like for a meal ticket and to like be an influencer. But I'm like, I'm like, I don't totally think so. I think, yeah, she would have wanted. First of all, I think financial incompatibility is a real thing that nobody really wants to talk about. And like it's one of the three B's, according to our therapist, the budget, the bed and the broom. The broom being like, <laughs> like cleaning, who's like oh. whose responsibility, which like, also yeah. household to the Q, Lydia and Milton's yeah. conversation. Yeah, we've got to get to that too. Um, oh yeah, but yeah, it, no, it is a valid thing that people yeah. do ignore. It's just, I guess, the delivery of it all because afterwards, yeah. and they after Izzy and Stacy, Mean Girl Johnny, uh, they go back. Izzy's clearly drunk. He's crying in the closet. He's but so before drunk. Before he's crying, he tells Stacy. And I need to read this because it was just so foul and disgusting. I saw you railing into her ass and I got so turned on. Disgusting. That is where I think like his insecurity is like, okay, because he kind of ramped up after Stacy, I feel like was like, whatever. There's more tension between her and Johnny. So it's like kind of like, oh, I'm on your side. Like, I'm like you, like I'm good enough for you. So like, but also like. Why are you getting off on other people's pain? Yeah, I that feel like, like there's a difference disgusting. between like mama bear energy and her protecting yeah, like her relationship or her protecting Izzy. But it was just her blatantly being mean. And that mm-hmm. is what turned him on. It didn't turn him on that. She was like, you know what? Like we're in our she was a bigger person. None of that. It was the fact that she was like this nasty, mean girl to Johnny. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. But just to play, not even play devil's advocate, but like, I, again, I, what I love about these shows is like, you know, empathy is just trying to see s- the world through someone else's eyes. Yeah. Okay. So, here like, we go, Nick. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> I want to hear up. this one. But I have seen Natalie um, stand up for me. Yeah. And in a way that I've, I've referred to her having this kind of lioness and energy where I was like, yeah. damn. Babe, yeah, like, that's my girl. That's my girl. You're you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and I, I completely, I, I hated the Johnny, and, like in Izzy and Stacy. Stacy seemed like her mirror girl. It was gross what Izzy said. We had the pleasure of interviewing Izzy, you know, the last week, um, and we met him. And I just, and we didn't address this because it was in this episode, but it sure seems like Stacy and Izzy feel righteous about their opinion about Johnny. Yeah, and it seems like. They think she's horrible, and Izzy seems to be kind of almost under Stacy's spell of whatever Stacy thinks. Yeah, and it, is it possible that Izzy is just speaking on how Stacy kind of defended herself and defended the situation? I don't think Izzy sees Stacy as a bully like we do. Right. I yeah. I think you're totally right, and I think it goes back to him like always feeling insecure. I think even like in the pods and freshly after when they were in Mexico, this was like the first time he was with a woman with some kind of sense of herself, whether it's like good or bad. Cause like the way he was, they were like laughing and you could kind of see like in his eyes, like it would like glimmer when, when he would look at her like, Oh, I'm with a strong woman. And he was like laughing at her, like clogging the toilets and like farting. I'm like, okay, it's a little too early for that. Like this. So too early for that. But I'm like, that's how much he's like, 
you like kind of under your under her spell to your point. But also it's like leave her like I always kind of had a soft spot for Johnny. And I, I think that right away I told my friends they were like, really? And I'm like, yeah, like everyone's probably going to talk a little shit if I was hurt. And like they do know each other's character living together in the space. So there is a reason why he she was like, um, is he's going to regret that? And Johnny just already at that point just seemed like a good, normal girl. So like I was more inclined to believe her. And now we are seeing that that's true. Also, leave Johnny the fuck alone. Who right. cares? Because Johnny did talk shit about Stacey. Like Johnny, I think yeah. you can absolutely say she was like immature. She didn't handle the situation well, but it was like yeah. she was down bad. She was like, down she bad. She was down bad. She yeah. was having a rough go of things and she did a bad job handling it. Yeah. Versus like, it's so unbecoming watching someone who got the guy who is advancing in this experiment. There's clearly a dynamic of like, there are more stars of the show now than everybody else. Like yeah. there are all these power dynamics. And so it's like when you are ahead, like Stacy and Izzy are, that's why I think why it rubs at me the wrong way so much to see them being kind of like unkind. Yeah, I agree. And now like Johnny and Chris are happy. They're cute. Why can't we be happy for them? Who cares? She went back for her second. We do that all the time all in the life. Time. Yeah. That is not a crime. And I it's think- often usually the better option, the better yeah, choice. We right. get out of our own way. We're not so worried about the spark or this, you yeah. know, we can't explain the connection because there is no connection. It's not based off compatibility. It's based off of like how right. much you might feel validated if they like you. And Stacey yeah. saying to her the whole like, I know we talked about this in the episode with Izzy, but saying like, everyone thinks you're shady. And she's like, who thinks I'm shady? Like you could ask anyone out there. And Stacey's going, no, I already have. Like I've taken a poll and I feel confident in my answer. Such a bully. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which seems like it just as a lie because it seems like Johnny's loved. Yeah, because and when she, she goes back out there, Stacey goes back out there and she starts like talking to the other girls about it. They're like, well, she's my friend. Like I kind of like, her. you know, like yeah. I like her. So I don't really know what you're talking about. Right. And like who hasn't been sketchy in love? Like, yeah, you have some groveling to do. Like you fucked up in the pods. You picked the wrong guy. Like naturally, you're not going to be like so forthcoming with the truth. Right. But it's like who like where weeks pass. It seems like her Johnny and Chris is in a is in a good spot, like are in a good spot. It seems like Izzy and Stacey should be obviously working on their relationship and not worrying about literally Johnny is so benign. Like she's not like it's like you're you're really just like like she's like prey for them they're like getting off on being mean to her but it's like you picked the wrong girl i feel um have you seen the memes of izzy coming out of the closet crying (laughs) (laughs) no it's like (laughs) after getting yelled at as a kid and all my siblings are staring at me and he's like crying like slams the door shut like yeah but like, it's like he was also so fucked up i'm like you he need was to so hammered stop yeah. talking and stacy just like continuing to drag him in the apartment him not making any sense i'm like girl walk away what do we make of stacy in that conversation like pulling out the accusing him of like not doing like what cooking he, for her cooking for her it, it was mm-hmm. like drawing a bath for her and rubbing her feet it was like the it was him saying in the pods like these are things that I like to do for my partner. Like I love to, you know, like draw a bath every now and then. Or like when you get home from work, I'd love to sit, watch a movie and rub your feet. And she is holding him to that. And she's like, the yeah. fact that you haven't fucking rubbed she's my like, feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
But it also seems like because she was saying like I cook dinner every night. So it seems like part of it was like she felt it was unreciprocated, which is like, I don't know. My therapist talks a lot about giving freely and about how it's a really bad idea to be giving stuff that you are giving conditionally because it's like you can see that she wasn't just like giving freely those dinners. She was hoping that it would be very mutual, that there would be something in return. And then because there wasn't, she like got a narrative kind of in her head of like, oh, this is an unequal relationship. Like I'm doing everything. And like that's so poisonous. And once it grows, everything only further validates it where like every little thing he does wrong she's like adding to the file yeah I think that's a symptom overall of Izzy's like lack of wherever he is in life like you have paper plates and you think that's fine you're drinking out of red solo cups like you bet I would be nitpicky too I'd be like this is not what I signed up for like you weren't honest with me and now like now you're not even cooking like you but said it has, you would. It, it's, it's been confirmed on and go back and listen to the Izzy episode, y'all. But like that is an edit. That was edit. He has plates. It was in another cabinet. She didn't well. look in. But well, then why didn't you say that? <laughs> oh, I think he did. And it was just edited out. It would have oh. been a very easy solution for Izzy. Like yeah. even if you can be like, oh, OK, maybe Stacy was like really like looking for stuff that kind of further this narrative it's really fucking easy to just cook someone dinner like that's yeah. the thing is like sometimes i feel like in a relationship it's like even if i could say no like i'm not wrong for not doing this if there's a simple fucking solution that like squashes the issue like just do that and izzy yeah. could have done and that. obviously she's looking for a little bit more of a man and somebody who has their shit together and i think that would be an example to her of him like being of that partner that she wants I think she's floundering because she's like there's so much going on and you know what like I kind of relate I think this goes back to the financial like compatibility it's like yeah they come from two different worlds I don't necessarily think she would like just went on to become an influencer I think she was genuinely like looking for love like did an experiment and like she was hoping that she wouldn't end up with this guy who's so sketchy about his finances. Like we're in our thirties. Have you guys seen the conspiracy on Reddit? I'm a conspiracy theorist that Izzy's apartment is a B and B because I believe it. I'm here to spread that rumor. <laughs> <laughs> and because like all his like Hobby Lobby decor, oh, suspicious, yeah. that like was giving B and B, and they're like he probably has no credit because he has no credit cards that he can't actually like be you know, approved for a lease. Throwing uh, it out there, food for thought, yeah. do what you want. Possible. Now, I know Izzy's kind of public enemy number one, but I think these are all flawed people. And I think as we watch it, we come with our own biases. Yeah. But like, are we not going to give Izzy any credit? He was hammered. And whether you agreed with Izzy or not, when Stacy was saying, why haven't you cooked? Why haven't you done X? Why haven't you done Z? Whatever. You could tell he was genuinely hurt by her comments yeah and genuinely thought like how could you say this i've been putting so much effort into this relationship yeah and he was clearly triggered and drunk and i thought he handled it incredibly well he was and the calm. apology was amazing yeah it well, was a really thoughtful... i don't even think he needed to apologize he also had just gotten her flowers yeah like they mm. walk in the apartment and there's a he had a flower there was a flower every monday was flower fucking day which is why I think it's bigger. I agree. I don't think Izzy's a bad person. I think you can see like the glimmer in his eye, which always gives me hope, like the way he looks at her. I think he's in over his head and he didn't know. I think he went on maybe for a fun time and to see if this would further his life. I don't know if you guys have read the conspiracies about his career online. It doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound like I want to know. But I love it, those conspiracies. Yeah. But, it, but I don't know. It's like, because I feel like 
which I don't know if this is too much to say, but I feel like I've dated guys like him who were a little in and over their head um, and didn't like we had the chemistry, but didn't really come with the resources. And then it floundered like in a very similar way where it's like I knew the person wanted to be with me, but because it sounds like he has like a lot of shame around this anyway, because it's such a topic of conversation that you can't really get through and like get a plan going. Yeah, I actually, well, I think what it is, is I think it's not uncommon, especially nowadays for men in their mid to late twenties, not feeling like they are where they wanted to be yeah. when they were in their early twenties and the pressure either from themselves or society that tells them they're supposed to have it figured out. Uh, they're supposed to be settled. Mm-hmm. Et cetera, et cetera. Stacy being a couple years older than Izzy. Yeah, and she's are, 33. He's more 29. established with what she wants. Now she has the benefit of like working for a family business, which I love how she portrays is like she had to like pay her dues. Yeah. Um, because her grandfather somehow struggled with money. That somehow that reflects better That's on her. That's why I'm like, I don't think she just went on to become an influencer. I think she's fine on her own. I yeah. think she has a lifestyle that she wants to keep and she wants somebody else to match. And Yeah. And she is looking for someone who's not still in the I'm figuring out what I want to do for the rest of my life. I don't think it's that much of a conspiracy. I actually think this is a fairly typical modern American story of, you know, men we all know mature later in life. Society is having us as a a society, we're all maturing later in life. You know, Mm -hmm. 30 years ago, if you were 22, 23, society had expectations of you like figuring your shit out, having kids, having good credit, having a business, starting a family. Now it's like, oh, you're only 23, you know, like fuck around and have some fun. Act like you're like, which I can say same. Like I've learned so much about finances. I've got as I've gotten older. And I think there is different conversations to be had. It's like if they really want to be together and they have like a genuine connection, good chemistry, keep your finances separate. You know, like I feel like that's like easy, but clearly Stacy is putting a lot of pressure on him financially, which I think that's where like the incompatibility comes. And then he's feeling the pressure. I feel like he's feeling a lot of pressure from her in multiple different ways, which makes him become kind of defensive and feeling a little sketchy and finding this validation like elsewhere by doubling down on Johnny being like, see, look, I'm good for you. Like, I swear. But she's kind of like putting him in that position. It's like, yeah, we've all like, I don't think you go on TV expecting your finances to be outed either. Like it's a very personal topic, but it is a topic you have to be ready to talk about when it comes to marriage. And he picked the wrong girl to not talk about finances with. Right. Because it's clear for her, that's a big way that she wants to feel taken care of is like financially. And like, that's why I think when it comes back to like, you know, like, how can you be a feminist and let someone like a man pay for you on the first date? It's like, because that's a form of someone being like, I want to like show a form of care that is like appropriate and proportionate to the amount that we know each other. And mm-hmm. it's like just like a traditional act of kindness. And like, yes, yeah. it shouldn't be an expectation. It should be something that both people can do. But ultimately, like, I think there is this fine line of money where it's so easy to just be like all or nothing. Like either it's like ultra superficial or it's like everything about your value. And I think like right. it's somewhere in the middle of it is something where you want to be able to have a relationship that can endure hard times financially or whatever else you want it to be built yeah. on more. That being said, it is also like, you know, the whole quote of people don't fight about money, they fight about values. And so it's like the way that someone has tried to like, set, like set up their financial future and therefore is able to provide a fan- financial future for them, their partner, their family is mm-hmm. also a relevant data point. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think it's like how, like what you want from the relationship. Like it seems like she does really want to be taken care of. Like, it doesn't sound like she wants to keep her finances separate. Like, I'm all down for, like, separate finances. It's like, if we can both, like, if we both have 
like the way we live. And like, of course, I want to give and like have experiences together. But like, we don't necessarily need to be on the same page about how much we make. But when she said the thing about the furnace, like if my furnace breaks, are you going to be able to split the? T- I'm like, oh, I didn't buy this house. $20,000. Yeah. It's like you did this one before we met. And two, like, this is your thing. Like, why would I be responsible for the $20,000 furnace? Because like, I'm like, why does it keep going out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, and it sounds you like the house it? she bought is like kind of like a money Jenny. pit. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, this isn't something I want to be a part of. But like, again, it's just like the not talking about the compatibility thing. And one other thing that kind of triggered me was when like they were talking about the paper plates and cups and stuff. And he was like, well, you're superficial. It's like, I've been like, I think that's like he's looking for an excuse to defend himself by doing this big overbroad well you're looking at the wrong thing because I've been told that when I've asked about like we're dating for a while how's your job in your car because they're non-existent and then I was accused of being superficial it's like no like I'm an I'm an adult I want like I have a job in a car and I'd like you to like, what's our plan to figure that out? It wasn't like this is make or break, but we should be able to talk about it. Yeah. You know, it also kind of just speaks to how people communicate because. Yeah. And like the Stacey and Izzy situation, he's probably being triggered. And, and what he's probably hearing is you're a loser. Exactly. And so he hears I'm a loser or you're yeah, being and you're not a man. Yeah. Not only are you a loser, yeah. you're not a man because you can't provide for our so family. So he's fighting mm-hmm. back by saying, well, whatever you're superficial you're I'm, a princess yeah and, yeah and it, it, i think it just speaks to like again to how people communicate and how important that is now that being said who do you think uh milton and lydia or stacy and izzy are going to end up together which one i know because it feels like there's only one i the feel previews. to me it looks like stacy's building a case to leave izzy at the altar that's what a lot of people say i don't know if Especially i can get with behind the, it the credit card stuff yeah like they have so Tariq, they went on their date. It was stupid. He got they got into an airplane. Like, oh fucking k. Yeah, I was like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have a show, pay for a plane, so I can make Stacy feel like she's being treated well. I'm like, I don't think this is the type of plane like, that she she's had in not mind. Buying it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's also not going to Mykonos, and it, she's like yeah. driving around the city. She's like a, like yeah, a tour. It's a tour. It's a tour. Yeah. Of the city. It's like turbulence. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> yeah, and then if. Fast forwards to them packing their bags, I guess, at their apartment. And there's a fight about, I guess, he finally admits to having bad credit or something of the sorts and says he doesn't. He does not have a credit card because he has bad credit, I guess. Which is valid, potentially. And I hear mm-hmm. where Stacey's coming from. But how bad? Because you... Right. Yeah. And card. his excuse isn't really adding up. Like, yeah, like $3,500 the- of debt in college, like... The math ain't mathin'. Well, and I think also Stacey's big concern was like, I think this should have come up. I think when I said, why don't you have a credit card when you were like pumping gas, you should have disclosed this. And I see Izzy's point of like, I wanted this to be a larger conversation. I'm sure it's something he's really self-conscious and embarrassed about. And he wanted like to be able to provide a little bit more context and be like, you know, yes, this is the case. I've also saved in X, Y, Z kind of ways. But I hear where Stacey's coming from where it's like very disconcerting to find to have like a landmine go off that you had no idea was there mm-hmm. yeah, like it, a day before the I, wedding I, I right and when see, you thought you'd already walked on that part of the land and I mean, then there's yeah, still a yeah. mine there i can yeah. definitely see both sides right yeah. there's like limited time and so you definitely want to be able to sit down and have this type of conversation you don't just kind of throw it out there on the flip mm-hmm. side the day before the wedding it's like why haven't you taken the time to find the time to tell me like why right. haven't you gone out of your way to make the time rather than to say i haven't found the time yeah and so i i 
I see both sides. Yeah. Their whole beginning of the relationship seemed a little a little bit like too like like fun. Like, oh, we're playing games and we're like they're really into each other sexually. And it seems totally. like that's like where the whole conversation was lying. It's like, okay, but what's underneath, especially if we're gonna get married in this short amount of time. Like, I think that was a little bit of like, uh-huh, you know, but yeah, I don't, but Stacy also seems like she's committed and she's going to do what she wants to do. And I feel like this, she's like almost like goal oriented. I feel like Izzy is like pretty emotional. You can like read him. Um, and I think Stacy is a little more distant from her emotion. So I think that she would be the one to say yes at the altar. Because, like, this is what she came here to do. She wants to go through with it. And she can figure out, like, the rest later. And I think, like, the Milton Lydia, it kind of reminds me last season of the, like, the really kind of nerdy hot guy with the blonde. Micah and Cole. Mm. Yes, Micah. Oh, Micah. And um, And he's the one who got accused of, like, Yeah, Paul. Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Didn't know, like, that butt slap thing was a little. No, it was nothing. (laughs) I stand by it was nothing. Okay. (laughs) But we're not going to rehash it. I'm like, yikes. But um, it kind of. I don't think it was nothing, but it was. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the video and I'm like, "Eh." and now they're, like, dating, right? Or they were. He was, like, starting to date that girl. Or they did. I don't know. Okay, now I'm spreading rumors. I don't know, you guys. I don't, <laughs> you I'm are so deep. full of I'm so full of shit. So just like, like that's my baseline. So take everything I say with a grain of salt. But um, but yeah, I think it'll be like when I was kind of buying their whole relationship. They like made their rings together. I felt like they would go through, but he's a little more cerebral and shut up and was like, actually, I don't think this is like the right path for me. I can see Milton doing that. I can see him kind of being like, okay. Like, I'm young. I hear what everyone's saying. I'm a little more analytical and less emotional. So I actually do think I'm going to take a beat. I feel like we could talk about Love is Blind forever, but we want to maybe hit Golden Bachelor. (laughs) Well, all you people out there who like going out, enjoying life, having a few drinks, but maybe have suffered the consequences the next day, you got to check out Waterboy. Or maybe you just want to, like, up your general hydration. Inside each stick, there's ginger for nausea. So if especially if you're having a rough time in the tummy, that's super helpful. They also include L-thaline to help calm your nerves and reduce some anxiety. Their scientifically backed formula truly brings you back from the dead. Also, Waterboy is great for people, even if you don't drink all that much, uh, like, like myself. Uh, I like having it after a nice workout, you know, just get those electrolytes in. Because, you know, whether it's uh, some of those other brands, some of those other competitors of Waterboy, yeah, they might have electrolytes, but they also seem to be packed with more sugar than you'd want or expect. Most hydration powders are packed full of sugar that cause you to crash even harder, not to mention you have to drink so many of them to get the electrolyte replenishment that your body really needs to recover. Waterboy has over nine times the electrolytes as Gatorade. Maybe the best part about Waterboy is how amazing it tastes. Some of their most popular flavors include strawberry lemonade, my favorite, lemon lime, a classic, and Blue Raspberry. Get Waterboy today. Hundreds of thousands of people already trust Waterboy as their hangover cure. For a limited time, listeners get a 15% off when you use code V-I-A-L-L at waterboy.com. That's 15% off with code V-I-A-L-L at waterboy.com. That's uh, waterboy.com. Waterboy has got you recovered. This episode is brought to you by IQ Bar. Well, you've heard us talk about IQ Bar before. We we all are uh, fans in this household of IQ Bar. The leader of the fandom comes straight from Amanda. Absolutely. I am so proud to be president of this fandom because IQ Bar is just a really good product. I'm someone who's on the go a lot and I get hangry. I keep IQ Bar in my car at all times because it is 
first of all, genuinely yummy. A lot of health bars out there taste like you're making cement in your mouth. IQ bar. No, no, no. So it tastes good. But then it also has like the kind of protein that I'm looking for. Not a ton of sugar. So there's not a crash and all these awesome brain benefiting ingredients. You got to check it out. Discover the brain and body boosting benefits of IQ bar with the ultimate sampler pack. Get seven IQ bars, four IQ mix sticks and four IQ Joe sticks. And today our listeners get an exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping. Just text files F-I-L-E-S to 64,000. I've also really enjoyed the IQ Joe. It's a jitter free instant coffee pack. It has 200 milligrams of natural caffeine, mood boosting magnesium and productivity enhancing lion's mane. So great pick me up in the morning without kind of feeling that like coffee crash. Refuel smarter with IQ bar ultimate sampler pack. That's seven IQ bars, four iMix sticks and four IQ Joe sticks. Now our special podcast listeners get 20% off all IQ bar products. Plus Get free shipping. To get your 20% off, just text FILES, F-I-L-E-S, to 64000. Get your discount. Text FILES to 64000. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. <laughs> All right, Golden Bachelor. Ooh. They couldn't trade out the bunk beds. Oh, God. I think like, that's we, terrible. We couldn't like, give accessibility. Let's talk about yes. these. Because Natasha makes a great point about the chairs at the rose ceremonies, the bunk beds. How, how many stairs are there in the Bachelor Mansion? Yeah, I got so, questions. Yeah, I there know. Are, are not that many stairs. There's like a stairwell. But I was curious before they showed. I'm like, are they going to have the same Me too. shitty bunk beds? They did seem to gloss them up a little bit. Yeah, they got some new comforters. Yeah, they, they <laughs> seem like they elevated it a little bit. But there's also like, spoiler alert, the Bachelor Mansion is not a mansion. Yeah, It's a pretty big house-ish. Yeah, and there's lots of rooms that you can't use. Yeah. But, um, so there's not a ton of room, and I don't know how many women um, did they cast. I think there's 14 now. So 14 just, moving the house. It, yeah. it would be tough to. to I not feel like have it's bunk just beds. respectful to like treat your elders better than bunk beds and like grown yeah. women. It's like, oh, you guys can't afford just for them to go to hotel rooms. Like I was kind of surprised, and the production schedule. Like it seems a little lighter now, but the rose ceremony looked like it still ended in the morning. Yes, I'm like these poor women, and it's like, and it's not to say like to be like overly like delicate because I feel like part yeah. of the like joy of this season is being like, yeah, like we don't need to like kind of pedestalize old people as these like fragile. Like obviously, no. it's like all of these like so many of these women and Gary are like super active, like they are yeah. still like living life and thriving. But there's certain yeah. things where it's just like. Could you not have been a little bit nicer? But I know it feels like a little. To have embraced it, though. That's the thing is they kind of enjoy it. So like I'm a little yeah. like conflicted. It's like maybe we maybe we're too protective. Yeah. Of them. And in know? terms of like, I feel like The Bachelor it used to be this big thing of like, I'm not here to make friends when it's like you literally are like The Bachelor yeah. is like a love story about friendships, like the lifelong friendships that have formed from The Bachelor. And so in addition to it being so beautiful that like two people are going to get this like late in life, later in life love story. Mm -hmm. I also think it is amazing that all of these older women are connecting yeah. and like forming this amazing girl gang. Oh, same. I love it. And I feel like at that age, like I feel like there's a couple things I'm taking away with just like the premise of the show. And one is being like the way these women age is admirable. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen a show that makes me excited to age. Like, I feel like they're so spunky. They've like reinvented themselves time and time again. They have so much like zest and joy for life that I'm like, if this is my 70s, I am down. But also, I don't know if it's like also creating like an unrealistic <laughs> expectation because like those 70 year olds don't exist everywhere. They found the best looking ones in our country. Yeah. So like I'm also like not 
like maybe like a touch worried about like the like the beauty standard. I think it's one of those <laughs> things where, you know, it, it's just maybe they just found people. Well, one, maybe, you know, at that stage in life, there's a little bit of luck involved when it comes to like your genetics, genetics and DNA yeah. and things like that. So they it sounds like the people there have been blessed with. But that's hope. also the way they cast it. Yeah. And like, then like, listen, it, it's certain it def- when you get to that stage in life, as <laughs> I talked about earlier in this episode, how we take care of ourselves now. Mm hmm pays dividends in the future yeah, and get so your like shit together you know like these are people fucking sunscreen folks <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but no these are people who probably have you know had a bit of luck but also have taken care of themselves and and rather than maybe setting unrealistic standards maybe it just shows that like you know getting old doesn't have to be yeah getting old. you know where you are unable to have fun get out look your best feel your best etc cetera, etc cetera. like i think it shows the potential of what aging can be yeah you know when, when when we think so much about what it is you know so yeah no i agree i think it's like yeah these i think it's like just at like 70 that is that's not just like getting old yeah, sure. you know yeah. and they like these 70 year olds look so fucking good like they pass for like 40s like i think those are outliers like i'm sorry and edith I- the, oh, with she's her so gold beautiful. gown on anyone, yeah. she's yes. just and all of like, so many of them are like stunning. She's like the silver fox kind yes. of. Oh, yes. she's drop dead. Oh my god. Yes, a she, vision. Yes, there yeah. she is, and she has like a tiny little waist. Is she the one like, with also in the eighties outfit that like, had the little handkerchief around her neck and she looked all <laughs> cute and spunky? I don't know, but you liked her. <laughs> yeah, you really yeah, remember that one? Looked, Nick. Yeah, she looked. Whoever, I think that was her. She looked fantastic. Nick was sobbing the sobbing. entire episode. First 30 oh, minutes. Yeah. I he was down. very much giving like, he wanted to record himself every time he started crying, but it was like not enough to see in the camera. Yeah, so, so he was like really trying to like get into his eye. I was trying not to cry. I wasn't like I was like, oh my yeah, god, Gary got bitch. me again. Um, and it was one of those things where I was holding it back, and I'm like, oh my god, this show is wonderfully yeah. like just sentimental. Uh, and so yeah, I was trying to just capture like my my love for the sentiment of of the show. It's just like every moment they have. Where on The Bachelor, Bachelorette of Paradise, it might be cringe or obnoxious or someone might come across as being performmative mm-hmm. or all of the above. It's also so beautifully genuine I and agree. so wonderful. Like, Even yeah, the flash dance got me crying because it was such a moment uh, of like Gary and who is his lovely date? Teresa. Uh, Teresa. And like, you know what? Don't stop believing. And they're just so earnest about it. And yeah. I'm just like. Everyone on this show, you know, regardless of how they've taken care of themselves or whatever, they clearly have all experienced life in tragedy on some level. Yes. And which getting... I think makes it more genuine to like see the connections and watch them just like as somebody on TV. It's like, OK, they've been through it. So I feel like they don't have as much like and it's like they're probably not on social media. Like they don't have as much like I feel like ego and stuff to portray like they just are themselves. I think our society, especially recently, is rather cruel to old people. There's a lot of like, shut the fuck up. You're old. You don't know what you're talking about type of energy out there when we talk about our elders at times. Or, or like, ooh, that. you're old. That's cringe. Don't do X, Y, or... You don't think so? I just said hate that. <laughs> yeah, no, but like there is a there is a lot of that sentiment. You know, if we don't like what someone who's older than us like says something, we just say, you know, you're out of touch. You're old, whatever. Or like if we see people who are older like taking, I don't know, having more adventure or risks, we're, we can be critical of that at mm-hmm. times. And what I loved about that whole flash da- dance moment was like, 
it's like the permission for these people to be goofy, to have fun, to like to be chuggy. Yeah, to be told, <laughs> you know, to not feel like they're supposed to act a certain way, mm-hmm. like they're the patriarchs or matriarchs of their family and they're like, you know, they're responsible for everyone else. Like I'm seeing a bunch of people, all these women and Gary, just like having a fucking ball. I agree. And I feel like they're more honest. Like yeah. maybe because they, well, I bet a bunch of them have seen the show before, but like I loved the house tour and like all of the interviews were cut to like, why the fuck are we on bunk beds? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, well actually as like a grown woman, I had the same thought, but that would never make the interview. But it's like kind of like, okay, I just feel like their commentary and takes on thing are like a little more like tangible and real. I feel like in that way, like they're more in touch. I don't know if this is like the first, this is the first TV show I've seen with like this age range and like watching it for the first time. Yeah. I feel like it debunks everything. I'm like, no, actually I think you have more appreciation for life. The older you get and, and like the more you go through because these women are, I think, I think the cast is so incredible. I think the women are stealing the show and just like show you how like amazing age looks. Like that's what I'm taking away. Like I'm constantly blown away by them, like by how their authenticity, how true they are to themselves, like what their conversations, what they're talking about, like how they carry themselves. I feel like they're easier to make friends, like because they don't have as much of like the cattiness. And as a woman myself, I'm like, Oh, fuck. Yeah. Like I feel empowered. I already can't wait until 40 because I feel like my 30s have been so good. And I was like, oh, let's get to 70. I and I've been complaining specifically when it comes to the show's casting of bachelors in terms of a show. This 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 franchise has love for the most part, and with some exceptions, casting men who have zero to none dating experience. Mm-hmm. And and they love to see a bachelor like go through that experience on their show, <laughs> yeah. which is like, which I, I don't, maybe that was popular 20 years ago when the fo- show first started, but like the audience doesn't seem to have enjoyed their most recent bachelors. A lot of criticism, some not always fair, but I, I think what Gary does so good. And again, maybe it's just a reflection of his age and the life he's lived is that he's so good at listening and empathizing with these yes. women and relating mm-hmm. to them. And that is something you have not seen from many bachelors recently. Mm-hmm. There'll be like moments I mean, shit, fuck you had that on your season, <laughs> shit, you know, <laughs> like, where it was like you told a story and Eric at the time like his was just like, Oh yeah, that sucks. <laughs> you know, where there was a lot of, uh, what's his name? Uh, the most recent bachelor, Zach, Zach seemed like he didn't know how to empathize at all. With yeah. any of these women. Yeah, and, when Greer was like, oh, I totally get where you're coming from. Like, I sometimes felt really stressed about work. He was like, love is not work. <laughs> yeah, it was like, he was so Ooh. defensive. And again, maybe there's an edit there. I don't know. But like, Gary is always just listening and just like, it's mm-hmm. always that class that must be empathize and then maybe try to relate without making it totally about you. Yes, mm-hmm. it's an art. And Gary is like, so good. Picasso. so good at it. Mm-hmm. He's so and good. And if, if, if that's all he does, that's all he, it's all he really needs to do. Yeah. Kind of want to yeah. see a shower scene with, Gary. Yeah, I'm here for it. Like they do a whole batch, you know, like you talked about how you got one and you were butt naked and the guy was like on his knees or something. And Whoa. Like, yeah, it got real weird. Well, <laughs> time can for you Gary add Bear. more to that story? Because yeah. just that story alone sounds off. <laughs> the guy. You didn't explain it. You said he got on his, his knees. knees is really no, that's, that's true, tough but the detail. cameraman was on his knees. That's a tough detail. <laughs> filming oh, wow. me. Okay. And I was really uncomfortable. Still getting a little Oh, no. la, 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 la. I was super uncomfortable and I made calls. Um, but, but I would love to see a Gary shower scene. 
Yeah, or he's just, in such good shape. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. Take that, it out. The driving scene with the headlights being off. So oh endearing. Oh my God. Her I touching was like, his shoulder and he was like, thank you so well, much. much. Mm. Touching my but shoulder. I'm like, is this safe? I'm like so worried about I their safety. Know. Why didn't they pull over? They looked so scared. They were driving on the shoulder, I think. It was scary. It was, yeah. They did look terrified. And I was like, yeah. I've seen some horrendous people like in their, what are like the Dodge, you know, the Dodge cars. Like, like, really night, fast. You're, like you're, in LA, there's some crazy like muscle cars. Night <laughs> vision so is your, one of the first things to go when you get older. Literally, yeah. I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh, is this like safe for them? But it was so cute how they cared for each other in real yeah. time. And like she mm-hmm. knew that he was struggling and like it was so endearing. I was and like, yeah, she's incredible. Yeah, I it love was her. so so wonderful, and mm-hmm. this his his enthusiasm for her caring for him. I don't think I've ever seen a bachelor on this show point out his gratitude for being cared for by one of the women on his season. I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever seen it. We can when we get to paradise, though, we can talk about Will because he did, and it's it clearly makes such an impact in this environment to have moments of like genuine care and connection. Yeah. And like, there's just this real authenticity. Will there be a golden bachelorette? Right. Question? I wonder. I feel like there has to be. I I am curious to see how the rest of the season goes because, like I said earlier, I was so excited for the first episode, and then watching the second one, I was like, oh, I was hoping for something a little bit newer like a little bit more different um i think the first episode felt so refreshing and something like we've never seen just like meeting the cast but now it's like just going into the same like one-on-ones like all kind of like same discussion i want there to be something a little more but to be fair i feel like they have a duty to do a golden bachelorette and i feel like she would slay based off this cast i just don't know and i've heard this from people from the franchise i think there's a concern about their ability to find enough men enough men willing i think older men can get set in their ways and more closed off Mm -hmm. and might be more resistant to coming on a show like the bachelor not looking for like a new opportunity aren't familiar with the show haven't been fans of it you know i just it's i think it's a much bigger casting struggle to find the same quality like these women are exceptional oh incredible and to find their equivalent might be just it's a tougher task i think at the same time it's fucking abc disney get the fuck on it yeah you have i think they could find all the resources in the world is it going to be tougher sure but just we need it we want it we deserve it and especially with like nursing homes like there are like there's a lot of like retirement communities like there's like concentrated like groups of people within this demographic who live there so you could do a very targeted you're really mission. using your resources yeah. you're like i know just where to go and with, yeah. the, <laughs> and with the success of the show you would think they that you should get more uh submissions yeah i'm curious where they found all these women but i bet like family members like submitted them and like we're kind of new and stuff because these women are just like so incredible i'm like oh I do really wish they would have changed the group date. I feel like that was so just typical Bachelor. Yeah. I mean, it was literally a replica of uh, so my did. date yes. on my season Zane. with the same photographer. Zane. They've done right. that over the and one. over Which again. I will yeah. say, to Gary's credit, is an exhausting fucking date. Yeah. Like, I was so tired. So many outfit changes. Yeah. He, I think, maybe had a few less. But, like, yeah, it must be fucking exhausting. Yeah, what I want you, something kind of newer. What do you think he, when Leslie told him that he has two hearing aids... Uh, what do you think, do you he, think he said something a little spicy? Do you think he was like, I'm going to eat that pussy? 
You're like, Gary! 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 <laughs> I was thinking the opposite. He like didn't say anything at all. But, he was just like, like, <laughs> 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 like right. He just whispered in her ear and said, "He's nothing. like, wait till you see my four hundred one k." And she's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> I know that was so sweet. I thought he got freaky, but yeah, I know he probably did. But like, maybe we unpopular hope. opinion. I don't think he like reeks of sex appeal. Maybe I mean, because he, I'm not like his like age range. He took like, a bite of that cupcake and then asked Teresa to like clean up his face with her mouth i know it was like i don't know i i don't i don't know i he's know in the he's, restaurant he's taking he... risks i will say that i will say it but am i totally buying it i don't know he's told he's told some dirty jokes in his days he's worked in the in the restaurant business see i don't feel like the he has bunch. like like a, that big of an edge <laughs> though like i can see it from the women who are like very sexy like into their you know like kind of whatever like they know what they got but like Jerry just seems like a really sweet uncle to me. Like, I'm not totally buying, like, the sex appeal yet, but that's okay. I know it's probably unpopular opinion, and that's probably not, like, what people at this age are looking for. Like, he's so sensitive and compassionate, um, which I think is really sweet. But, like, I, I, like, I, like, I'm just always looking for an edge. Rob Mills said in an interview that fantasy suites do happen and that America will be talking about it. And I mean, granted, it is job to uh, obviously tease. And, yeah. But I kind of, this this quote felt a little different where it's just like. It's like, oh, just you wait. Well, I feel like it's also like a second chance. Like imagine like people already go ham just having this opportunity as the lead in Bachelor Nation. So imagine being this age being like, this is, I literally have a new lease on life. Like yeah. nobody gets to get away with this. And here I am at this age with these incredible women. I really hope that they use the fantasy suite to talk about like the real life struggle or. Yeah of getting older and and the insecurities and stresses and desires around still being intimate and having sex like that oh you're very curious incredible <laughs> no, well, I, he's almost there <laughs> <laughs> sorry you laughed a little too hard <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, but no i think it'll be fascinating i do think yeah. it's a fair point that like i kind of have wondered i'm like when do old people stop fucking I if they I, stop i and, think and the, the spirit kind of is still really rude to ask yeah. it's never and it feels really condescending and shit and like so it's not something that i would ever really voice unless on a podcast apparently but i do think there is something to be said for like there's a lot of like we don't really talk about it so like yeah. well, let's break the I mystique a little i know that my mother is in her mid 60s and i know that her boyfriend She's is in his seventies, <laughs> and she has answered my FaceTime call, thinking it was a phone call, while in bed, <gasps> Mama. naked. And I was like, "Get off of the phone!" <laughs> That's our girl. We're though. trying to get Natalie's mom on the Going Bachelor. She would dominate. Oh, she'd be so good. Oh my God, get her on. Crying. <laughs> we'll yeah, it back. is interesting. Like, when does your libido drop? And is yeah. there any supplementation involved? I would be quick to take Viagra. I'll say it. Same. Yeah. yeah like, what? I'll be like, well, tomorrow? I don't know. I don't know. Keep five in my pocket just in case. <laughs> you never know. Gary's birthday party. That sweet. was sweet. Mm, it was all you sweet. hated it. Did I miss it? What was really? going on? Susan was in the cake. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That kind of like blurred over. That was really sweet. I feel like it like must be a cheaper. I feel like the date team is working overtime. 
like I feel like the dates have been like pretty good, like the birthday party, like the diner. Very rare we see like in restaurant dates, which I loved. We did a couple in my season, so I'd like to say I started it because um, sure. we ran out of like places to go. It was like the end of COVID. So we had to like, like Eric and I had our hometown in a bar and it felt really like real and intimate. Um, so I like I dug that and I feel like just overall the season like must be cheaper to produce me thinking about finances and like but um and I think they're terrible well right but like they I don't know they must have a contract with that Frank guy for that goes on to infinity and beyond like (laughs) those are the photos my dad takes like when I ask him to take a nice photo they're like poorly lit yeah (laughs) yeah no I know and yeah he's been wearing like this like love you Frank but he's been wearing like the same outfit like every time it's like well like let's get something new or new kind of I also think it's just they are older time is they don't need to do these excursions i mean mm-hmm. it sounds like they preview they do take a hot air balloon ride next uh, next yeah. episode so there is that but well i kind of like it's a little more intimate like i like how the group date he got quality time with everybody one on one because i feel like that's what it's about and i felt like the cocktail party before the rose ceremony started at like 10 a.m which i'm also here for it seems like there's just a lot of like quality like uh, instead of focusing on the extravagant dates there's more connection i will say a lot of these women who have so unfortunately lost their husbands. Yeah. A lot of them are saying that their husbands were like, I want you to find someone. I want you. To I fi- know. I'm sorry. But like. That's what I told Robbie. I was like, I will never say that. That's exactly what I told him. Yeah. I'm like, don't get your hopes up. If I go before you. Yeah. I will be the last. The last. The odds are you probably you won't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we don't know. Maybe. And you can. <laughs> Well, what's funny is all the women have been saying that their husband said that, but Gary never said that his wife said that. There it is. So maybe that's just a male. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. And who is the lovely lady who put on the wedding dress? She took my heart away. Oh my god, beautiful. Just yeah. Oh my god, what a moment! And just her talking about, I was sobbing. She's like, it was the best day of my life, Miriam. My heart was breaking. Oh my God. It was so sweet. Yeah. I do wonder like how that would influence dating because it's not like like we've all had previous loves, which I think there is something to be said like experience in dating because then I think you're more used to the ups and downs. You know that you can get through things like um, it doesn't have to be like all good all the time. Like you understand the challenges. So I feel like that would make you a better partner. But also if you felt like you've had your one true love. And like, like there's no breakup. They just right. like, Do you constantly away? miss them? Do you have like another place in your heart for somebody? Like, I don't know which way it is. Well, maybe that's why like Gary finding someone who's, who's also experienced lost and they, there won't be the pressure of feeling like you're like second fiddle. Like it's, right. you just kind of know that this is, this, this is not to be compared. It's just yeah. new and they're there for each other. And I think yeah. I, it's almost like the, the, the car ride with the light, the headlight situation. You know, I think when we're younger and we're dating, there's a lot of like, are we the most in love couple ever? Yeah. I feel like, like that. We, right we have to be right. Yeah. Like, and we, and I think when you get older, there's, there's less, you're not worried about that bullshit. Yeah. The, the, I'm like, oh. Your <laughs> ego drives less of your decisions. And, and I think that ride, that car ride was again, a, a, a great example of just how like what like, relationships for uh, Gary, you know, people in a later stage of life mm-hmm. where it's just, we're, we're, I'm just here to take care of you and you're here to take me and we're there for each other. Cause we've experienced loss. We mm-hmm. don't have the same friends or people in our lives. Some of which have passed away. 
And there is just like, let's just take care of each other because no one else is taking care of us. I think it brings them closer to understand that too about one another because it's like, what a rare experience. I can like barely talk about it without getting choked up. So I think it would be one of like the hardest things ever to go through, especially if you're like kind of younger, know you have a long life to live like without them. But and it's like kind of the question is like, is there multiple, like, do you have different kinds of love? Can you have more than one true love? I mean, what a luck, like, to be lucky to have, like, almost mo- be in love that much twice, I guess. But, yeah, I, like, whatever, being in my relationship right now, I'm, like, I would, I can't even imagine, like, her, like, being sick or, like, le- I'm, like, <laughs> like scary. you know, it's so, so scary. scary. That, you know, you would like maybe get through it. And like, yeah, so much of our health is based on connection and living older. So like naturally you would maybe want to find something. But it's just like, you know, as young people dating, we don't really know. Yeah. Well, it's also like I think so often like on Ask Nick episodes when you ask someone like, what do you like about them? They're like, we have a lot of fun together. And it's like when you're at an earlier stage of life, it's like you're trying to build a life together. Usually like whether you want to like aspire to have a family or like have some kind yeah. of financial security, a career. And then it's almost like when you kind of circle back and then you're like older, it's like the most important thing is having fun together and like keeping each other good company. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a beautiful show. I think mm-hmm. uh, maybe the, the Bachelor franchise found their uh, their lifeline. Yeah. Because they needed one. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. They brought it out at the right time. Which brings us to Bachelor in Paradise. How, <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't, they're, you know, they have their story, you know, they're, they're, they have it's their love so, triangle. Uh, it's so hard to watch after Golden Bachelor. It is Bachelor. essential yeah. to not watch you same time. Can't. Which you we've just been doing. Do we've been like following. Mm, to like transition. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 like it's all the things whiplash. that lo- the Golden Bachelor is. Paradise is not. Is not. I'm really ca- glad you're here, Gabby. Yeah. Because my biggest takeaway of watching uh, this episode was I feel like they're doing Rachel dirty again. Oh, yeah. We had the pleasure of interviewing Rachel here and she was very open and honest about like the struggle that was to be like to share the stage as two bachelorettes. It's been mm-hmm. well documented how yeah. you two were pitted against each other. Yeah. I couldn't imagine having been the bachelor with Ben Higgins. Yeah. And like what that would feel like constantly. Right. You know, and the criticisms and the commentary and yeah, et cetera, really et cetera. Didn't work out. And so here you have Rachel. Going down to paradise, I'm sure it was a heavy sell on the part of production to convince her to go. I'm sure they made her a lot of promises, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And like, she is the bachelorette. So like, yeah. she is the star of this franchise. Not to mention, like, no offense to the other people on that beach. I don't know fucking any of them. Yeah. You know, and the major storylines are people who like had an episode or two on their respective seasons. And like, I'm glad they're here and they're becoming star. But like, I didn't, I didn't come in giving a shit about them. I very much gave a shit about Rachel. Oh yeah. And, and then it's episode fucking two. And like, listen, Hannah Brown, she is a star. Yeah. Great. She was down to stir up the mess, but they made a whole, they took 20 minutes. Respect our time. They just, that was some fucking what was bullshit. That? Meanwhile, we have all seen the we engagement photos on our Instagram. Yeah. We all know That's what's bullshit. happening. Like, yeah, why yeah. did they oh, waste so much time I, with that? I fast forwarded through all of that. It was the dumbest fucking shit. Yeah. And it's like, they, and they don't need it. They need, they no. didn't need the, the contrived drama. There was already so much going on on the beach all for day they, two. And all they want to do, and I get, I get why they, they, Hannah is not the first lead they've cast and come down to give advice or a day card, yada, yada, yada. They're, they're having more come, you know, I think Katie makes an appearance, et cetera. 
And they do that for like the the tease because like for mm-hmm. the people who aren't following Instagram or paying attention to Hannah Brown's life or Katie's life, et cetera, et cetera. Like the little preview of like, could they be coming? Could they not be coming? Yeah. It but, didn't like, work out the way they thought. The people watching it, it's just like you took 20 minutes to make the whole episode about Hannah Brown. And again, she, I get it. She's a huge star. And I hope Hannah made a fucking lot of money for them yeah. to do that because like they just basically used her to promote their show. Mm-hmm. But like in the meantime, they put Rachel through like what must have been like a shitty feeling to like really again I'm I I just came here and you brought in Hannah Brown to yeah. fucking steal my thunder and spend mm-hmm. in what must have been hours having yeah. Hannah pull all these guys and make it seem like she may or may not be dating right was this kind of like when, you like, did it again to Rachel right yeah yeah and I didn't like it could have been the edit but in like the bonfire when uh the guy Rachel's with Sean when he got the first hard hitting question are you into anyone else on the beach? I'm like, just don't ask Rachel first. Like, don't ask Rachel's guy that first. Like, I know she asked it to a lot of other people, which kind of made it better. But I'm like, oh, damn. Like, they're really going in early on our poor girl, Rach. She's been through so much. Yeah. Like, just like, leave Leave Rachel alone. Literally. Give give her the attention you gave Hannah. Yeah. Hannah, you know, like. Hannah got more screen time. And more love and adoration. She got an actual entrance. Yeah. It was Rachel the, was the first one there. Right. And again, this is nothing. Uh, Hannah deserves all that. Great. Wonderful. But like she is, she's not on this season. Mm-hmm. She's literally were there to help promote. And they right. made it like do that for Rachel. Yeah. No, literally. Because it was the way it was done. It was her coming in unexpectedly. Her getting to pull all of these guys while they were already there. Like that it allowed it to be a lot of build up around it when Rachel didn't even get the opportunity. So I. I understand both sides. I don't know if they like totally like thought it through, but the way it came off is that like, oh, we're shitting on Rachel again. I will. I think she's doing great. I think she looks great. I feel like she's like feels so like chill. And why to move on from Sean? Yeah, same. I was kind of glad they asked, and then cut to their conversation. She's like, "Yeah, you see other people. I see other people." I'm like, "That's my girl." (laughs) I don't love Sean for her. Yeah, no, he's just not doing it for me. Will seems like he's crying in every scene. Yeah, oh, yeah. On the verge of tears in almost every scene. I loved his Chiron sad boy. I'm like, yeah, yeah he's so sad. But then he moves on so fast. And, the, and is sobbing yeah. in her arms. <gasps> yeah. I kind of loved that, though, because if we're going to talk about men needing to be more emotional, we can't shame them when they do it. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah. I think Mercedes was doing some like grade a back rubbing like i think she was doing the nails like she was being really soothing and kind and i do think there's something where like when you feel that cared for like you melt and i think it's beautiful that will was able to show that and mercedes responded so well being like i love that you are willing to say this like men don't not many men get emotional like this and i really value it yeah i will say that was like i know everyone's like so in deep i'm like oh my god this is like day one and two at the beach but like him kind of going through the same thing. I feel like normally that narrative is like for a woman, like kind of getting played and stuff when it's like, well, like he initiated the playing with Olivia. But it's like, yeah, watching him get so invested so quick is like, I don't know, kind of validating because nobody escapes it. We're all victim to it. It's not a character flaw. It's like what we do in dating. And you can also move on that fast. What do we think about Kylie? Because... You know, again, there's there's an edit, so we don't know how mm-hmm. things actually play out. But this doesn't seem very edited. She comes across as not a girl's girl. And she comes across as someone you shouldn't trust with your boyfriend. <laughs> that be- Because, and again, maybe I'm wrong, but this is how they aired it the first two episodes. 
mm-hmm. is they aired it where Avon's not there. Kylie comes in. She's talk- already talking about Avon, yada, yada. Will gets a little bit of attention from Olivia, mm-hmm. Olivia, and then they make it seem like Kylie is immediately into Will. And again, maybe there's some editing there, but either way, she asked, she could have asked anyone else out on the beach, not the person she knew had already made a connection with mm. what seemed to be the only other connection on the beach. And as someone who had a number one, someone who clearly had been talking to Avon offline, clearly Avon and Kylie, mm. they were well-intentioned to date each other when they were on the beach together. And then she goes out with Will and just dr- doesn't talk to Olivia and then just drops Will like a bad habit. I mean, I don't know how else, like, where's the edit? If Like, how could she blame the edit, I guess is my question, yeah. when inevitably she does, when people criticize her for her perceived actions? I don't think it's the edit. I think I think there's two sides, naturally. Uh, a lot of people were interested in her, so she kind of naturally had the power. And you're not like I think when you go into the situation, you're like, I'm here kind of to find like the one for me. I can't really like tread lightly on other people's feelings like we're all here for the same reason at the end of the day. And then I feel like there's the pressure of the bubble. You feel like every day is your last. It's like it's like I don't know if Avon's ever going to come down to the beach. I, you know, because I'm on this show no phones. I'm in the bubble. I really do. Like, I I feel like I do have feelings for Will right now in this moment. He was the only guy I kind of had a conversation, a connection with. So naturally he would be the one that I would pick, hoping that Ava would come down. Okay. I didn't know. Okay. He's here. Oh, this, my plan did plan out, but there was a chance of it not going like that. I think that could have been her mindset. Do I feel like she owed Olivia a little more? Like, yeah. And you don't know like the ins and outs of their friendship or yeah, what was edited or like what, you know, is truly going on in that world. But it's like, do you have to be selfish on the beach? Like, yeah. It's the one thing I think people in paradise make the mistake of is it's not the bachelor. It's not the bachelorette. This is not your chance to be one of the two. Yeah, And you don't get options mm-hmm. you know people go down to paradise being like you know it's early i just want to explore my op if you say the word options in paradise you're fucked yeah you need to dive in to a relationship you need to commit to it you need to see it through you don't get to play the field and if you do you're just going to yeah. come across as self-centered yeah i kind of agree i feel like like other shows adjacent like love island has more room for that and maybe because like the tone is a little different it's a little lighter I do also feel like IRL, the more you put into a relationship, the more you get out. I think that is like paradise's downfall is the kind of commotion around social media before and coming down for somebody in particular because you don't let connections happen naturally. And then you have all this drama about it. Like, oh, I'm waiting when it's like, oh, if you like somebody, you might as well go all in on them because that's how relationships work. That's how you become the most successful. Like that's how you really get to know somebody um, until like maybe like you get the chance you're broken up with to like see somebody else. I think like normally men are like playing the field and like this time Kylie is. It's the fact that she got the date card and asked Will out. That's such a but you can't con- her part. I know, but you can't control that because Avon wasn't there. What was she supposed to do? Pick someone she didn't like? Because yeah. you can, it's very normal to have a con- like to have two people into one person. So it was either picking Will, who she like did 
feel a connection with on her options at the time or pick somebody that she didn't like that was maybe I not going to go anywhere. I, I, I don't know because I wasn't there, but I was in a very similar position as Kylie. Literally, I was fir- yeah. first on the beach. I got asked on a date and I got a date card mm-hmm. on the same day. I had to go on oh, two wow. dates on the same day. And the person that I would talk to and was totally planning on dating wasn't there. I knew they weren't going to be there. Yeah. And I just wasn't going to be called a liar and I wasn't going to be accused of leading anyone on. Yeah. So every time I'd go on a date, I'd be like, just so you know, I'll ask you on a date, but I'm waiting for so-and-so. Yeah. And I just want to be upfront with my feelings. And they aired me telling, I think it was a, a, a woman named Leah at the time who I asked out. I'm uh-huh. like, hey, just so you know, I'm going to give this to so-and-so. I was so transparent yeah. and so honest yeah, that they smart. just, they couldn't edit it out or do anything about it because I wouldn't shut up about it. And I was yeah. like, send me home. I don't yeah. care. I was not afraid of going home. Yeah. I was like, I was daring production to send me home <laughs> yeah. um, and just yeah. being honest and transparent. And like, yeah. that was a choice I made. You I know? will say like the kissing, like, like we're taking kissing very seriously. And I think that's what's sealing the deal. Like Will shouldn't have kissed Olivia because if they didn't kiss. Or grab her face to do yeah. it. Yeah. Like so intensely, then I think all would have been forgiven. Same. If Will and Kylie never kissed, she would have had more room to be with Avon. But like. Whatever, make out is like a handshake in our culture. It, <laughs> I'd be like, blah, 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 <laughs> on no, everybody. Is, yeah. So it's like, I think that is what we're taking like so seriously right now. I will say not that I don't. I, I think Olivia is great. I think she's great TV. I think she says what she means. Love and I Olivia. think, yeah, yeah, she was kind of done a little dirty. So I, I don't want to feel like I'm picking sides. Um, but as far as like Kylie and the actual dating goes. Olivia would be such a good friend to like, hear her debrief dates on the phone yeah like you know what I mean like she's the kind of friend you're like I'm going for a walk and I'm gonna be gone for at least an hour like like, like she would tell all like all the color commentary like all the important details in the most like entertaining way yeah I think she's great I'm so not here for what inevitably this whole pooping dilemma is gonna be I know they're teasing it a little too hard and like I could have gone without the turtle the turtle every time the turtle oh my god I know I'm like that's like too graphic (laughs) it was it's really graphic and whether it's the Hannah Brown or Katie coming in all these scenes of the turtle to me that tells me like you're not getting the content you need yeah and like we don't know anything else about Sam and her relationships we just know she's constipated like poor Sam seems like she's like thriving with what's his nuts Aaron yeah and then there was yeah the there's with Pete like why oof. are people calling him pilot Pete it's well, so weird is a pilot but his... like there's already a pilot Pete like dub a different name I also didn't really understand that drama between him and what's his name Aaron uh, two guys I don't care about literally <laughs> Brayden you know what's interesting about Brayden he comes across as a fuck boy he's good looking I know his earrings throw people off his duck earrings they're polarizing they're polarizing. Yeah. His hat. It's definitely too much. Mm-hmm. You know, if you remember from last season where he got upset with um, Charity for dating other men on her season of The Bachelorette, which he's entitled to, but he was upset about it. And they kind of preview him at the whole bonfire of, you know, they kind of tease this idea that he's all in, but Kate's not yet. And they keep referring to the Cat. who's Tanner? Cat. Who's Tanner? Can we bring up this Tanner person? Tanner was, he went on the one-on-one with Sean, uh, like the Bayou. And oh, he him? Was, he was like, he seemed like a sweetie pie who just like never got a one-on-one and it was too late. That's who she's waiting for? Interesting. Because mm-hmm. who, who in the interview made, made a mention, Kat mentioned two people. He's she cute. said one guy and then she said, mm-hmm. and, like, and then she said Tanner. But the fact that she said him second makes it seem like that's the person she didn't want to admit that she was actually waiting for. And the first mm-hmm. name she threw out was like more of a, 
I'm just kind of open to playing the field. I think it was yeah. Tyler Norris. First. Oh, Tyler yeah, Norris. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because they do the promo at yeah. that. Uh, and then someone back. else mentioned Tanner as if like they almost had a conversation with Kat that mm -hmm. she was waiting for him. And Brayden was an unexpected love interest that she has dived into. But like, I guess Brayden seems again, like he gets triggered by the idea. Like he's all in. Mm -hmm. Like they're hot and heavy right now, I feel. I mean, in the preview for next week, it shows him telling her that he feels like used in a dirty whore. Yes, yes, <laughs> he says a dirty whore. <laughs> Which That's I kind of love because no one, yeah. you know, like everyone just thinks he's the fuck boy. Yeah, I know. When he's like all in, I know. I don't know. I'm, I've become a Brayden fan for all his flaws. Well, I think like the, the two of them being in a relationship makes me like both of them more. Because mm -hmm. they're like not necessarily who I would have like picked for one another. And I think like she makes him seem a little bit more like together or like classy in a way that I can't describe. And then he like makes her seem a little like looser and it feels like he's not afraid mm -hmm. to like pick fun at her in like healthy ways. So it's like mm -hmm. one of those couples where I'm like, oh, I like that they found each other. But yeah, I just like hate this, like, which I know is like maybe the backbone of paradise. But it's like if you were to ask me who I was coming down for, I'd be like, based on what? I didn't talk to anyone in Bachelor Nation before after I was the bachelorette. I didn't really like like you're you're basing it still on a on a photo. And we all know that like from online dating that it's just like a bridge to nowhere. So like why are we still talking about who are you waiting for based on a fire emoji? A part of it is I think unfortunately you're not the norm. It's just so crazy. And I'm I'm the type of way that it's like I only have eyes for one person. So if I was like, I mean, it seems like they have like, they're pretty into each other. They're like always making out. They're both like super high. Be like, well, you know, I did come down for so-and-so, but it's like, I'm having a great time with him. So I can't really say. Yeah. Yeah. Like but there's like none of that. I think part of it though is like, other than um, Rachel and maybe Blake, the majority of the cast are people who have had little to no airtime on their respective seasons. Mm. And it's a bunch of people who, my guess is, having met similar people with similar bachelor experiences, they there's a very different energy. I guess there's a lot of I feel like the, this is my time, yeah, and they're going to all the events. They're trying to network within the bachelor community, and yeah, I, I, and I think you kind of see that coming out on this mm -hmm. season rather than right other seasons where they it was more star studded. Yeah, no, I agree. There seems like. I feel like even like the language is a little off. Like, why are we not just like saying what we mean? Like, I feel like there's a, a little bit of like an inauthenticity around it. Like, I can't really explain it, but I'm like, okay, like, what are we actually here for? I don't know. I do think Jess and Blake are a couple that like, I, I never would have thought to put them together. But when I saw mm -hmm. them together, I was like, oh, I feel like you guys really work. And like, it feels like one of those like satisfying paradise, like, oh, cool. Like these two people who you might like glitter girl and like, wildlife yeah. falls for everyone like you know like the who you might not have seen meshing and so like that felt like a little silver lining kind of but in I general it's a yeah. lot of no yeah investment. No, I, I, definitely... I feel like it was an unlikely match but i don't know about your whole personality being glitter like i'm sorry <laughs> i don't i didn't watch last season she seems really sweet so it's like it's not at all personal and like blake is like he feels older he feels older and she feels really young and I'm always, I always have like a. <laughs> My understanding like, is the, um, it's not a TV thing. It is very much who she is. Yeah. She leads with glitter. Well, no, I believe that. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> I genuinely believe that. 
So I think yeah, I was like, that's you know, the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, Which it, it seems it, to be rubbing, work. literally rubbing off on other people on the beach. <laughs> yeah. Including Brayden. Yeah. Which he probably is just like, oh, glitter, give me some of that. <laughs> he, he needs to do less. So much less. Yeah, I can't, I can't get behind the earrings, like the dangly matching earrings. I'm like, this seems just like, like you're, yeah, picking something just to like to pick something to be like different, but it's like, I don't know, just like be yourself. It feels like everybody showed up for Lollapalooza or Coachella <laughs> and he is there for Burning Man, you know, like there's just like something <laughs> energetically about party. him. Yeah. yeah. I will say the style this season, I feel like is so elevated. Like the girls look so good. Kylie's bathing suit. I couldn't stop commenting on it. Like oh, yeah. to my friends, I was like, wait, look, because the texture, because it's like. Yeah. I feel like Greer had great style gone she too did. soon, in my opinion. Olivia had like some Greer's already gone? going. Yeah. Greer I'm kind of shocked about that. I feel like she was pretty good TV on her season. She Yeah. I didn't watch, but I've heard about her. She seems really sweet. Like, I feel like she just wasn't given a chance. Yeah. But that's the thing with these like first day paradise, like whatever. And also, can the women get the roses first for once? Yes. Like, I will say, Please. like, why are they always going like, it, let's get some power? It... Always the dudes. The men always start with the rose. Or maybe there's been a season a while ago, but for the like of recent memory. Yeah. yeah. And like seeing like Peter get to feel like the bachelor in paradise for a second. Yeah. But I don't know. What did you think about him telling all the women that they were beautiful? Like, did you think that was a fuckboy move? Yeah. Or do you think that was him like trying to be nice, like knowing this is an environment where like people might feel kind of insecure and wanting to like validate that? I zoned out the second he opened his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's I, like... I don't remember him doing that, but. You also zoned out. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's fine. I mean, I think damned he's if like you do, taking... damned if you don't. Yeah, I feel like it feels a little bit taking advantage of what you think is power. Like, oh, I have the robes and I know there's three women that are supposed to go home. So, like, I'm going to go validate every one of them and then pick who I want the most after. It feels very, like, not genuine. And then going up to Sam, too, who, like, feels kind of coupled off and all the other women are like, you already have three women. You want a fourth? Right. And then breakdancing away. That was so weird. It's so weird. He's got to go. Yeah. I think that does it. Gabby is so much fun. Always As a always. pledge. Yes. Please uh, let my audience know all the great things that you're doing. Yeah. It's just this annoying thing that's like lots of stuff in the works, but like can't really say. But we'll have you back on as soon as you have other things you can talk about. Please. Something exciting coming this week. Um, and then hopefully something right around the corner. Amazing. Yeah. Well, be sure to check out all of Grab- Grabby. 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 Grabby Wendy. Grabby Wendy. Grabby Wendy. All of Gabby's amazing stuff. We can't wait to have her back on again. I know you all love listening to her takes. We have a really great episode for you this Thursday on Going Deeper. Heather Debro from Real Housewives of Orange County joins us right after her reunion drops on Wednesday. So lots to talk about with Heather. So much more coming for you guys. We have, I can't even talk about it, you know, but we have some great episodes in, in the docket lined up for y'all. Uh, we can't wait to share it with you. Be sure to check out, if you haven't listened to the Izzy episode, be sure to check that out. Also, our Ask Nick episodes. Whew, if you love relationship stories and people talking about the things that work and don't work in their relationships and some uh, life lessons, you know, some life <laughs> lessons that we've all learned from our own mistakes, be sure to check those out. Don't forget to sign up for Vile Files Plus if you love your update specials and if you love your Vanderpump recaps, if you love your pop culture recaps, that's all there and more. It's seven day, uh, seven day free trial. Go to vilefiles.com. All right. Well, see you uh, on Thursday. Bye.